think that the U.S. Treasury and the U.S. government is going to let this thing get out of hand where literally corporates are starting to replace what can dollars they do? to what a can large... What they do at this point? They can regulate the hell out of it is what they can do. And, and we've already seen that. I mean, we've seen it to some extent. I'm just telling you. I mean, they're going to let the dollar fall away from being the reserve currency for the world. So right now we are in a, a bit of a euphoric state. I mean, when you think about what are we talking about here? We're talking about Tesla and we're talking about Bitcoin. These are two risk assets that have gained more than a trillion dollars combined in like the last six months. And it's all based on hopium. And I don't mean to hate on all of this. All these people who are making a ton of money on both of these things just understand that there's got to be some sort of gravity that takes hold at some point. And the two of them combined make for, I think, a really difficult situation if they both start going down together. And the ripple effects that we will see across currency markets, financial markets and the such could be really great. No one is talking about it right now. There are no more naysayers in Bitcoin. So I would just say to you, have at it at 45,000 because you've taken Taking out everybody who thinks it's a scam. Yeah, it is approaching 45,000 uh, as we speak. Holy shit, freaks. What a fucking week it has been. Uh, that was Dan Nathan on CNBC. I guess he's the founder of some company called Risk Reversal Advisors. Um, in absolute denial over what has happened this week. Uh, it appears that there's a lot, of, a lot of salty people that are in absolute denial right now, including much of financial media. Uh, it's absolutely insane to see play out. This is Citadel Dispatch, Episode 8. I'm your host, Matt O'Dell. Um, the live show about Bitcoin distributed systems, open source, and privacy. Thank you for joining us for another week. Uh, we're going to have a really fun Bitcoin Tuesday. I got my good friends, uh, Future Paul and NVK here to join us. NVK was with us on the first episode. You may know him as the co-founder of CoinKite. Uh, me and Paul have become close friends over the last year. Um, probably most famous for being a co-founder of The Verge, and he was on The Verge cast for a long time. Um, one of my favorite non-Bitcoin shows. Um, so what's up, guys? Uh, how you feeling over there? Go ahead, Paul. It's your first time. I feel I feel great. Did you notice he said ripple effects? You think he's he's long XRP? Oh, wow. Matt has always been a shield for XRP shield. He's army. I'm just going to have to end the episode early. <laughs> <laughs> Go you know, dump, man. Go dump. I'm, I'm stoked to be here. Although it really is. We're getting to the point where it, all-time highs only like count in like 10K increments pretty soon. You know, like a 1K all-time high is not that big of a deal. So, I mean, let's talk about that for a second. I mean, yesterday we had a $9,000 daily candle. Um, in Dude, in in, in March, in March the price was like thirty seven hundred dollars, right? So, um, 
I, I feel like people do not really realize the gravity of what the fuck is going on right now. Uh, I've like we're about to just have our faces ripped off, right? They 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 won't see it. Like I said, there's a there there's a fucking tsunami of money coming. Like the amount of like private messages I've been getting from people that work at at like big organizations, and they're all looking into it. Um, it, it, I don't think people comprehend the amount of money that's coming. It's like retail essentially just became irrelevant, right? Like it, it doesn't matter how much coins retail buy now they, they won't make any difference in the price anymore that that's how much money is coming in now do we even know the timeline of the tesla buy like how <laughs> long did they do that over because that i mean so there was a redditor that posted about i think it was like about a month ago uh that tesla was buying something like 800 million dollars worth of bitcoin uh it, you know it was not taken seriously right <laughs> uh but hey you know it turned out that they did but but again i i don't know uh i've researched the info on tesla there is no info so okay. uh for 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 all i know they bought something like gbtc or they bought a position on somebody else's stash and that's why they didn't release any information right uh so it's like it's one billion dollars of of news <laughs> mm. There is there is no BTC so far to be accounted for. I mean, there could be, and they don't want to talk about it. Uh, but so far, there is no info, so I can't list them because uh, if it is GBTC, it would be double counted. Right. So, so to the listeners out there that aren't aware, um, in uh, Rodolfo's free time when he's not, uh, you know, running uh, the leading hardware wallet manufacturer or shit posting on Twitter. He's also running a website called BitcoinTreasuries.org uh, that lists how much Bitcoin these publicly traded companies are holding because um, per SEC filings, they have to report how much they have, I believe. Um, I think this filing, maybe they didn't have to, right? It's like 10K or something, and then they're going to have to at some point in the future. Yeah, but I found it fishy because, see, you would be, uh, I, again, if they're, if they're, if their strategy was to to essentially uh uh take uh take on microstrategy or sort of like be on the news for bitcoin holding they would have just used the this the because it really you you only get the pr cycle in a large scale for these companies like in the first one right so it would have been in their interest to do that i think they didn't because it would have been a bit of a flop when they would say that's just a stake on somebody else's hodo. I mean, I just, I mean, before I go any further, before I forget, I just wanted to say about Dan Nathan. I mean, that clip that, that we played for you in the beginning of this, of this episode, this show. Um, I mean, he literally, he was scared. It was like, he's like, companies are just going to switch to holding Bitcoin. Uh, why would they hold the U.S. dollar? And that's just amazing to me. It's like even the haters. This is one of the things I really always loved about um, our favorite congressman, uh, Brad Sherman, is like even the haters realize that Bitcoin is designed to just eat the world. And the only way they can fathom stopping it is if if they basically ban people's ability to use it, like try they're going to actively try and stop it. Otherwise, 
why would you ever hold the U.S. dollar on your balance sheet? That's ridiculous. The thing is just designed to dump forever. I mean, it is the best of the fiat shit coins, right? What, the U.S. dollar? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's 100%. the least worst fiat shit coin. I mean, at least you guys are not stuck with Canadian pesos like I am. Well, and it's starting, I mean, the more I have learned about this over time uh, of getting immersed into Bitcoin, it kind of starts to look like it's the United States only export. Like all we make is this dollar that has some level of um, price stability <laughs> and, it, and it's just, it's just the bottom is falling out and I mean, but it's a fantastic everybody product. knows it. Yeah, it's a fantastic product. I mean, listen. If I if I I'm Canadian and I hold USD, so so like, I mean, how do you how do you hold USD? Oh, in Canada we can have USD denominated bank accounts, so I have both CAD and USD. It's like a button you push. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, you know, it's the Internet of Shit for banks. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, you just you, you log into your account and and you can deposit like it's actually a USD account. It's not yeah. like. It's like they they hold USDs. I mean, Canadian dollar is like essentially a basket of USD plus a few other stupid things. <laughs> there isn't much more to it at the end of the day. So Canadian central banks holds a fuck ton of USD. So it's not too hard for them to make USD denominated uh, bank accounts here. Well, I mean, the, the, the CAD is fucked first, right? The Canadian rupees or whatever? Yeah, so it's complicated because... See, Canada has a fuck ton of natural resources and a bunch of other shit that if they got their shit together, they could pump, right? So much so that, <laughs> say, uh, about 20 years ago, it was one-to-one, -one, right? The USD. Uh, so the, the, the issue here is th they don't, and they want to play the printing game too. But now the printing, you can't do printing on top of printing, right? It's kind of like doing averages on top of averages. You know you don't do that. <laughs> So uh, so now we're playing a game that we can't win anymore in Canada. And uh, yeah, I mean, Canadian dollar is going to shit. I mean, who the fuck would hold them? I, just, I mean, I, you, have, you have to buy to pay taxes, right? I mean, yeah, you hold the minimum. You hold the bare minimum, right? Well, and but also the, the banks bone you when you try to exchange, right? Between the... So, uh, you know, yes, you can do... If you do a large volume of USD, you can, you can have a proper effects account. Right, even if you're on, like, not even, I'm not even talking about that. Right, like who, like, th there's there's this domino effect that's happening, and I think even, you know, I, I I'm overwhelmed with this this feeling that I feel like everything that needs to be said has been said. Like I don't like now we just watch it play out. We just watch everything play out like we thought it was gonna fucking play out, but and. In some ways, it's happening at the speed that I expected, but in some ways, it's blowing, you know, blowing it away. Like, I, if I think Elon has a bag, I thought Elon had a bag, right? But for, for Tesla to come out of the gun so quickly with such a large purchase, um, one and a half billion dollars they put into Bitcoin, uh, is just I, I, he, I was completely caught, caught off guard. I was completely caught off guard, and I feel like I thought they were going to be one of the later companies. I thought they were going to do it, but I thought there was going to be a bunch of smaller companies that were a little bit more nimble, you know, stuff like MicroStrategy, where you have a CEO who has a lot of control, um, 
And I thought the, the bigger companies would happen later. But now we just like jumped the gun. And it's like you hear rumors and stuff. Is Apple going to do it next? Is Oracle going to do it next? And it's just like, are these guys, there's, there's like two sets of boardrooms in America right now, globally, right? There's the boardroom who's just like completely in denial. That's like, this is Beanie Babies. And then there's the boardrooms that are just like scrambling. They're just scrambling to get as much Bitcoin as they possibly can as soon as they fucking can. And we're just going to start seeing like $10,000 daily candles. Like that's fucking crazy. Well, I mean, as soon as, as soon as we cross 100, <laughs> things get more interesting. And then, I, I mean, like all the money's coming, right? And half of the world out there have no clue what's going on in the world. So the, the way I see it is things really get interesting once we start like getting to half or all the market cap of gold. Uh, that that's that's when shit really hits the fan. Ooh, we have Crypto Clydesdale just commented uh, through through our uh, Twitch account, Citadel Dispatch on Twitch. Um, welcome. I think more people should use the Twitch stream because Twitch doesn't uh, fuck me on my outro outro music. So um, consider it as an alternative to YouTube if you're currently using YouTube. Twitch um, has the best chat. Yeah, exactly. I would I would love if more of the audience started using Twitch, even I, though it's still owned by one of the evil empires. Um, I, I will say there is something that is slightly less respect, like as big of a deal as Tesla obviously is. It is slightly less respectable than Apple just because of Elon Musk. So like there is still like a whole nother level up to do once like Apple or like one like the, the Fang stocks or whatever. Oh, for sure. Once they get into it, then it's just like it's it becomes like the boring thing to do. So was that a pun? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Um, I mean, it's pretty he's the best richest man in the world ever. You know, he's, oh, yeah, he's he got hilarious. like a professional troll. Like someone said what I thought was like a pretty decent take uh, was um, was like if if Elon there was nothing Elon could do to piss off the Elon haters more than buying Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like worth the ultimate one, the ultimate no. troll move. Yeah, it's worth one bill right there. Just just for that shits and giggles, right? I mean, it's only four percent of Tesla, anyways. Um, and and like Bitcoin is what seventy percent of the gold supply, so the gold market cap. You know, we we only have like essentially uh, what is it, thirteen x to go, thirteen x to go. That's it. We we own them. I'm curious. So 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 Rodolfo's been a, been around Bitcoin for a bit now. Um as have I uh Paul is is a relatively new coiner compared to us. Um this is his first real, you know, bull cycle uh at, after being in a bear. Uh and I'm curious like where where's your head at right now, Paul? Like what what is your when you woke up in the morning, like like what were you thinking? It's where I I like I look at the price like I feel like I used to look at the price a lot more when it was down and up it's like it's like a solved problem you know it's like well it won so I don't need to like it I don't need to worry my head about it because Bitcoin won you know that's how I feel about it right now um, it, it it does feel novel I mean people people came out of the woodwork talking to me after like the all time high because like I, yeah, I've been into Bitcoin ever since it was like 
just right after the 2017 run up. So I was, I'd been wrong about Bitcoin in a sense for this whole time because I'd never hit the all time high. And so after it hit the all time high, people are like, Oh, Hey, but I don't even know how to feel. I, I, it's like, I, it's, it's, it's affirming, but, um, it doesn't, the, the number actually doesn't help me at all. If that makes sense. <laughs> no, I don't know why, but it doesn't do anything for me, I guess, because it's like, it's not, um, it's not my money to spend until, you know, 50 years from now, or, you know, so, until, until hyper Bitcoinization, basically, I don't think of it as my money. So all the numbers in between are just kind of like a, a narrative I get to watch, but they don't, they don't have a lot of impact on my daily life. What Paul, about the FOMO, Paul? You just experienced what, uh, what they used to call savings. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds insane, but let me just explain this concept that humanity has had for most of it. Up until the MMT people came about. So somebody goes and works, does something, right? It receives some money for it or trades, right? What they do is they go and they put it under their mattress. And then when they get old or they need to buy a house or somebody gets sick, they go and they take some of it and they use it. And ideally, whatever is under the mattress is worth more by the time they use it than when they acquired it. It's incredible. It's called savings technology. Right. And like all those... You all those time slices in between when you put it under your mattress and when you spend it, you could pay as much or as little attention to it as you want to, but it doesn't really change that much. That about, that's the thing, right? That Bitcoin the changed everything because see, before in the last say 15, 50 to a hundred years, right? Like if you wanted to, to have any reasonable appreciation on your savings, you had to understand investing, right? And if you are a retail investor, you're a sucker, right? You barely make against real inflation or asset inflation, right? Sure, you know, there's the bullshit ship, uh, CPI sort of number. That doesn't really exist. So this guy, is, so you go to your banker or whatever, and you say, hey, you know, like, you know, they'll put your, your money on a mutual fund or something, and then hopefully you beat inflation, right? So what, what you do is you go and you read, you read all the stupid books on how to invest, right? And then you, you essentially stock pick <laughs> and you have a few and, and, you know, like some people do okay, some people get wrecked. And, and, and this has been the concept of savings now for, for a good 20, 30 years. It, it's insanity. You're supposed to just receive the money, put it in an account, right? And, and then don't look at it. You're not supposed to understand. You're not. You're supposed to focus on like I don't know. You're a watchmaker. Go make watches, right? No, don't learn about investing. <laughs> well, that's why I couldn't get stoked. It was really fun to watch the whole GameStop thing, but I couldn't like. I wasn't gonna go buy a sliver of a stonk <laughs> or whatever, like because then I'd have to sit there and think about when I want to get out. You know, exactly. yeah, and I don't want. I don't want to sit there. I don't you're not supposed to get out. That's it's what the whole people didn't. Point. That's what people didn't realize. Like there's, and and and, I guess part of the reason I'm overwhelmed is because it feels like the 2017 level of bad takes and shit corners and charlatans and shit have just amplified even more uh, since 2017. But there was so many bad takes about how like DeFi fixes that and, and Ethereum DeFi in quotes. 
And that's not the, that that you're you're thinking in the wrong in the wrong paradigm, right? Like what fixes it is having a good money that you can hold that increases in purchasing power over time. So you don't have to gamble on this bullshit casino. Yeah, I mean, DeFi means definancing suckers, right? Like, I mean, seriously, like smart people that I know that are into this stuff make a fucking killer. When there is smart people making a fucking killer, it means that there is another end of a bunch of suckers losing a fucking much. Right? <laughs> it's, it's amazing to me that people don't see that. It, okay, you know, so we're Bitcoin, like nobody's losing on the Bitcoin trade here. Right. Like you're buying, you're holding. It's not like there is some other person who's like, you're the fish. No, like it's just everybody's winning here. So so speaking of smart people, I really like to take people at face value. And Elon right now looks like a very smart person for buying one point five billion dollars of, of Bitcoin. And we know that's smart. Um, but also, uh, you know, I follow a lot of Bitcoiners that I really respect and none of them shill Dogecoin. <laughs> So like there is something that's really either um, dumb or obviously it's trolling or um, nefarious or I don't know what, but the the, the Dogecoin, Dogecoin shill is, um, it makes him look stupid to me a little bit, you know? I think he was, he was fucking with the SEC and... And he doesn't care about the plebs in I the think process. It's trolling. I mean, like, yeah. like Doji is fun. Was fun. I mean, one of my favorite memes is you know such this much wow kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, it's like it, it is fun, you know. And and if you're like a billionaire putting trying to take people to Mars and and making a bunch of other stuff like taking money from government to to like make cars, um, I mean. What else are you gonna do with your day? You're gonna shit post, right? Like, and and shit posting with like a a a, a coin, a shit coin that has a dog as the face of it. It's like fantastic. I mean, like, it doesn't get better than that. Well, especially I, since I we're talking the about. Impulse. But I, again, I nobody I respect in Bitcoin does that. We're talking like, about a guy. We're, we're talking to. about a guy who got got you know, handcuffed by the SEC a bit over over earlier statements on Twitter, right? Because of securities violations. So the fact that he he and I I said this as a bullish case for Bitcoin in general, just because Bitcoin's not a security, these guys are going to start realizing they can pump it themselves. You know, he changed his bio and it it, mm -hmm. it pumped it pumped seven thousand um, dollars. This is his run springer. It's the same case with Dogecoin, even though that, it, you know, securities laws are ridiculous. Like, that's just a ridiculous concept. But for whatever reason, Dogecoin doesn't fall under them. Um, so he's able to do that without um, specifically without he if he talked about Bitcoin too much, it could have been a securities violation in that Bitcoin is not a security, but Tesla is. And, and he hadn't disclosed yet that Tesla was purchasing Bitcoin. And then the other question. So so. The most important thing is he can fuck himself for the Doge shit. It was probably, it's mostly seems like a troll, but he can fuck himself. No one should buy Doge. A lot of, it's, it's, it's not a threat to Bitcoin, but it's a threat to, to retail that, that gets burned along the way, buys the top. Um, we saw the same it, stuff with it, the GameStop stuff. Or it's um, like that light, that, the, the, the who's call it? That guy, um, the Litecoin guy, like. Well, Charlie Lee can go fuck himself. Like ordering, what was? There's a video of him like ordering some food from like somebody working behind the counter who bought who bought Litecoin. You know? Oh, that like, other that's guy, the not Charlie Lee. Yeah. 
the the uh, like so, the Litecoin so, promoter, the the random so Litecoin promoter guy. Litecoin is complicated because Litecoin was actually useful way back in the day. It was nice to have a secondary chain that was that had some reasonable sort of protection on it. Uh, it was not a pre-mine. You know, like it helped to the Segwit stuff because it was able to prove that you know Segwit is not broken. So, you know, it, it is a shitcoin. It has no purpose now, right? But it is different, right? It's not like Ethereum. Like used to have essentially bake sales in Toronto, uh, where they would do these events and, and try to sell. Like it was exactly like timeshare. <laughs> they would try to to they would do the presentation and they would say how they are changing the world. And then they will say, hey, uh, buy some Ethereum, give me your Bitcoin, right? And they raised, they raised, I don't know how much for it, like it's 30 or $60 million or something at that time in Bitcoin. Uh, and and everybody who got founder shares of Ethereum got like ridiculously rich uh, uh, with those. And, and they dumped it on retail. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you know, it's a pre-mine and all that stuff. So I, I think there is, there is a difference there, but I think, and I think it's worth sort of bringing that uh, that that up. Like, there's, it's like a the Ethereum is criminal. Okay, the the criminal part of Litecoin was that Charlie Lee was the CTO of fucking Coinbase. He pumped the shit out of it on Twitter on the expectation that he was going to get it listed. He got it listed. He continued to pump it, and then sold the top, and you know, and 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 knew what he was doing the whole fucking time. Um, I'll I'll give Elon a little bit of a break. In that, I don't think anyone seriously believes that he profited off of the Doge pump, Doge pump and dump. Like, I don't think he actually bought any Doge and sold <laughs> any can't. Doge. What um, is it like? What's the market cap of Doge right now? And and the re the really fucked up part about the Doge thing is, is something similar to what we saw with IOTA in the last cycle. Is that the chain is so dysfunctional that it leads to these pumps because because you can't actually like if you're holding self custody, it's really hard to send to an exchange because the chain isn't working. Um, and, and what we see is we see a lot of these people that are trading these shit coins, um, in these dramatic pumps, they never withdraw. So they don't even know that the, that the chain isn't working. Um, which is why I, I always ask, I behoove people to, to, if you're going to gamble on these shit coins, I want you to be a proper shit coiner. I want you to withdraw and secure your keys and, and use your own note. Holy shit, man. It like Dogecoin is $9 billion market cap Insane. now. I thought it was like nine million dollars. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like it's in the top ten now. And it's fucking trade on Robinhood. And the one good thing about it, I'll tell you, the, the best part about it is that Jackson Palmer, the founder of Dogecoin, um, created Doge because he hated Bitcoin. Yeah. And he hates money so much um, that he actually divested all of his own. He sold all of his Dogecoin and rage quit Dogecoin. Um, and it just keeps pumping. So the fact <laughs> it's the only it's the one of the only coins that the founder hasn't made money and is actively salty about it. Like every time it pumps, like this guy wakes up in the morning, he's like, "Wow, you know, I made an even worse a, a worse thing that's that's hurting retail than he's than ever commie. Bitcoin was." <laughs> so something else that's been this is kind of a tangent, but something else that's been bugging me about the um, the Elon Bitcoin thing is that Bitcoin is not going to be Mars money. I think this is was clearly demonstrated in the um, Bitcoin astronomy. Well, do you guys remember this? This is in 2019 by this Drew. This is of Unchained Capital, right? Yeah, on the Unchained Capital. Basically, he's got this first law of Bitcoin astronomy 
the law of hash horizons, given constant hash rate, as a miner moves away from the center of hash of a blockchain, the number of blocks won by that miner statistically trends to zero. So when Elon goes to Mars, he's obviously going to just have way less energy production there than we have on Earth, so he's not going to be competitive so, hash rate-wise anyways. But as long no, no, it's the opposite. No, no, it's the opposite. So so Mars actually has like low, like almost no atmosphere, and it's closer to the sun. So you get way more uh, uh, power out of solar there. So theoretically, you could like make a ton of power there. But let me just put it out there. This is all just like, you know, intellectual masturbation. Um, the key here is that by then we're going to probably have like small power reactor, uh, uh, nuclear reactors that would be way more efficient than solar anyways. So, uh, so it's kind of like a wash maybe. I mean, and this is just mining anyway. Like uh, if they could easily use like lightning or something. No. So, so it's tricky, right? Because so the the time of radio communication to Mars, if I remember right, is about seven minutes. So you 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 can't broadcast a block fast enough to the other planet. So whichever planet has the longest chain and the and the and the long and the the most amount of hash power essentially becomes the main chain. Uh, it's gonna be and and it's very easy to diverge. But somebody brought up a good uh, good idea about you can have a side chain. Uh, you can have a mine, uh, uh, um, uh, a Mars side chain, and find consensus that way. Sixty-one hundred two brought that up. It was a heat. Then there you also, go. Also, like, also, shout out to all the freaks. Mars is not, <laughs> Mars is not closer to the sun than Earth. No, it's after. But wait. it does have less atmosphere. Wait, yes, it does. <laughs> right? No, wait. Um, shit. I look. I don't think Mars are going to Martians are going to be shit corners. They're going to figure out how to use the best money that humanity's ever had. Um, and you know, we don't need to, we don't need to solve it for them right now. Um, I just to bring it back here. I mean, do, do, are we all in consensus that Elon front ran his own company and has a, has his own personal stash of Bitcoin? Yeah. I mean, I do. They have had a Bitcoin ATM in their factory there for, well, it's not a real, it's a fake ATM. Really? It's so Liberty X, Liberty X, uh, made it so that any ATM provider, like traditional ATM provider, can also add a Bitcoin option to their regular ATM. So it's one of those. Uh, so there was like a regular third-party ATM provider in his in his uh, super factory or gigafactory or whatever he calls it. And then and then that that operator updated the firmware right, to add to Liberty X support. I see. Anyways, I, I doubt that there is any technically like a technical guy who's sort of like more on the libertarian side out there who doesn't have Bitcoin out of these sort of like big time people. I'd be very surprised if they don't have some personal stash. So, I mean, all these guys are going to front run their own companies. Oh, yeah. I mean, but these guys don't need money, right? Like they're doing probably just for the shits and giggles. No, they uh, like 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 being rich has ever stopped a rich person from wanting to accumulate more. Yeah, wealth. but it's it's <laughs> different though. Like I I can't imagine like Elon waking up in the morning and looking at his Bitcoin holdo and saying, "Hey, I just made an extra 20% on my on my stash." Like most of the freaks would. It's just it's it's guaranteed money. 
I think it's guaranteed freedom. I just think he's still engaging with it at a really surface level, and this is all because of the Doge, the Doge tweets that really threw me <laughs> off. I don't know. I think I think Doge is more of a signaling mechanism that you're more aware of the. You know, he's not talking about DeFi or any of. He's he's not saying crypto or Doge blockchain. Is owned. Right, like when someone says crypto or blockchain, it's a signaling mechanism to me that they're just completely missing the plot. And a Doge meme, has a Doge a... meme is like something like you know someone who's been in the space yeah. for a while thinks Doge is still hysterical. Here, here's mm. the test. I have a good test. Can somebody try to find out from Elon if he knows about barbecue coin? If he knows about barbecue coin, he is definitely OG and he has some Bitcoin. I'm just Googling barbecue coin real quick. It's BBQ coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's it's right from the early days of everybody just forking core, changing some values and but my, uh, my, launching my, their own fork. My point is if you're a CEO of a public company, you buy Bitcoin ahead of time. You buy Bitcoin ahead of time, then you announce your company is moving some of their treasury reserves into Bitcoin. No, that's illegal. Pump. That's That's totally illegal. You can't do that. They, that's they, what they, that's they what, wouldn't risk it. That's what Sailor did. No, he didn't. Sailor front ran his own company. Yeah, he admitted to front running his own company. He told he he disclosed to the board that he did, and then he did it anyway. Mm. Yeah, there, there must be like some caveat there. Dude how bought a ma- no, because it's not a security. It's like it's yeah. like uh, it's a okay, loophole. It's a loophole in their bullshit system. Like it would be like if a company put gold on their balance sheet and the I mean CEO none of those laws should exist anyways. I feel like somebody during the 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 Bitcoin for corporation seminar or whatever it was called um I feel like they some of the accounting people were talking about like like phases where sometimes yeah. they're like frozen where they, they their employees can't buy and then they like That's right. unlocked and then they can buy. I don't That's quite right. understand. It, it, it's I, tricky. I, I'm certain that that like he checked to his lawyer. <laughs> Because no, like I mean, seriously, especially if you're a U.S. resident, right? I mean, like you you don't want to fuck with the SEC. So uh, I'm this certain is... that he checked with his lawyer on the right way of doing that. There might be a period, you know, who knows? Maybe That's like 30 point. days or whatever. That's what people don't realize it's completely legal. Yeah, it's whatever a rigged it is. Game. Com- Everybody but... does insider trading. There is no other no, kind but of this trading. This isn't insider trading because Bitcoin is not a security. No, I understand. But what I'm just saying is like all the security stuff is bullshit. Should all just be a free for all? Fuck all this. Oh no, stuff. no, I agree. I 100 percent agree. But you know, um, it's also fucking hysterical that that this like loophole exists and it it exists in a way that's going to end up, uh, you know, defanging everything that they that they have built Can in I terms just of say, regulatory framework. I love the fact that he keeps on repeating now on every appearance. That Bitcoin is not going to replace the dollar. He totally clued in that is the best strategy to not have the Who's US Taylor? government go off. Yes. <laughs> it's brilliant. So you think he doesn't believe that, right? Of course not. Like, there's no reason to hold dollars all no, I mean, at the listen, end of the, the day. The guy is literally doing a speculative attack on the dollar. Like, I mean, come on, dude. I mean, seriously, right? How are you going to buy coffee? Yeah, exactly. But, but, you know, it's quite brilliant, right? Like, because <laughs> you, you don't want to bring, because, you know, like inside like this, this, this agencies of the government, there is smart people, but there is also a ton of fucking dumb people. And there is a lot of dumb, dumb middle management who actually makes the decision what to go after. Right. 
And I'm sure the small, smart minority of these people have been sort of telling their bosses, dude, this Bitcoin thing is a big deal. We need to go after it, right? But, you know, all these big bosses probably say, no, no, it's not going to go anywhere. Look, Michael Saylor is saying on TV, it's not going after the dollar. Holy shit, 49. Well, so 49 is the the bottom price to those watching the stream is the, the BISC price. Okay, um, the real price. Yeah, the real price. And the top one is the Evil Empire. It's Coinbase Pro. Yeah, I <laughs> use uh, the the bull Bitcoin sell price. Is a good uh, is a good uh, reference for Canadians on what the Bitcoin is actually worth in Canada. It's sixty right now. I get. I mean, when you put it that way, like that's pretty clear, right? Like he's speculative attacking the dollar, and he's like, "Oh, but we're not a not right? the dollar isn't under attack." <laughs> and then everybody's like, "Oh no, look, the the Wall Street people—they're not legit. They don't deserve to own Bitcoin." And, and these are end caps. Jesus Christ. It reminds me of Putin's strategy. Like you figured out, he figured out just like the whole world, like uh, with the whole Crimea thing. Like when he he just he just took their emblem off of the army, <laughs> and and that was like enough denial for like the overwhelming majority of sheep were like, oh well, you know, Putin says those aren't his troops, so I we're just gonna have to believe him. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, after reading a little bit more history, the Crimea stuff now makes more sense. I mean, like Russia does have some claims. Oh, 100%, but like those weren't their troops. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty. So I, I think I think people, so, so to, I kind of go back a little bit, Paul. I mean, you seem to be like numb with the price movements, uh, which I think me and Rodolfo could attest to as well. But, but can, you want to talk to the audience a little bit about the FOMO you feel every morning? Oh, uh, well, I don't have enough Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's how everybody feels. And uh, it makes me want to be better at my job so I can earn more money so I could buy more Bitcoin or find another job so I could buy more Bitcoin. Or, you know, it makes me think about how do I get more Bitcoin a lot. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Oh, 6102 got it there in all caps. Plausible deniability works. Caps Odell. <laughs> oh, by the way, freaks, uh, <laughs> I hope you appreciated that this uh, this stream went out on Twitter in all caps. It's very <laughs> intense. I yeah, feel caps like it's, Odell. I, you know what you know what it is? It's like I'm overwhelmed right now with this. I guess spot is not legal there, right? For you I just feel like no one is listening. You, you know, like, like people don't, even the people that realize, even the freaks that have been, you know, with me week after week for the last two and a half years, like none of us are ready. We cannot fathom where we're about to go. Like I have a tweet from November where I'm like, I am probably more ready than 99% of, of people about what comes next. And I wish I had more, but I still wish I had more time, to be honest. And I feel like looking back on that, like I still was not ready for what came next. Like I was still caught the fuck off guard. I still, you know, was just did not appreciate the scale that was going to happen and the speed that was going to happen. And I just kind of was like, you know, maybe if Caps Odell was around in November, we would have paid more attention. Dude, I can't. <laughs> fucking wait i can't wait for the 250 crash to 250 oh it's gonna be glorious i mean it, 
It's like there's nothing more fun in Bitcoin than seeing the price crash. It's like it's kind of sucks in a way, but it sucks awesome. It's like sitting in a blind in the winter waiting for a game to pass by. It's like it's cold, it's painful, but fuck, it's fun. You know, you see all the talkers, all that stuff all disappear. And then it's just like silence. Everybody can focus. Everybody already made a bit of money. You know, it's just so good. When the price is pumping and just starting to pump right now, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're only gonna... just beginning. I know exactly. It's like the kind of money that's coming in now, you know, we might get to a million dollars by the end of the year. Kind Sex of and parody. You know, it's not impossible. Let's put it this way. Um, I still remember when like people used to say that like a thousand dollars is moon price. Oh my god, moon. People used to say that. Yeah, yeah I mean, man. A thousand dollars moon. When I got in, when I got in, I thought ten thousand ten thousand was my moon. Wow. Yeah, no, it's and, like, and I, I like laughed at myself a little bit. I was like, you know, that'd be great, but I I'd also be happy with you know half I of think, it. <laughs> I think like and I've been saying like Bitcoin is an experiment that can go away tomorrow up until say around like five ten thousand dollars i'm like there's still a chance that this the game break. has changed that's not the case anymore I, I, no it's because now we have inertia right there's lindy like it's very hard to kill this thing now like even even like even if the whole sort of even the whole network now makes stupid decisions right say you make the block bigger or something like that there is so much inertia now that even with a a less optimal um, uh, protocol, a less optimal uh, money, it still probably wins. That's how much inertia there is now in Bitcoin, right? Like, it's just so much that, like, governments clued in that they clued in late. So now they just sort of, like, probably trying to figure out how they capture the capturable and how they capture some of the upside as well, right? They, 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 there is no government talking about banning Bitcoin anymore. Have you heard of any? I, I mean, have. India, India literally. Okay, India but India say all kinds of shit on TV, right? I mean, like, I mean, I'm fine with it? it. I expect them to. They're they're borderline authoritarian over there. You know, I they think did the, the whole KYC with the cash. The yeah, really, but, yeah. The, the, it's so cool that uh, banning Bitcoin is like a total admission that your money is a shit coin. That's the cool like you part. Could, you can pretend that you have a good money until you have to ban a competitor. Yeah, then you're anti-choice. Then you're anti-freedom. Yeah, because like Bitcoin, it's just it's just this little thing. We just made this thing with some computers, you know? We were just playing around with some cryptography and, and, and got some Raspberry Pis and stuff. There's nothing, there's nothing going on here, but it's not money. It's not, it's not, it's not USD. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I, it's so easy for me to see Bitcoin as a as like a, a thing that works already works because like I grew up in Brazil, right? And you know we had like ten fucking no, actually no. My my generation had three or four failed currencies and a, a bail-in haircut, right? It it's just so obvious to me that like back then the the race was like how much can I capture? How much like a USD can I hold, right? Hmm. Um, so you you try to scramble to buy USD at whatever shit rate you could you could get because it's better than your money just losing 20, 30, 50% value per year, right? Um, so 
So Bitcoin is just so obvious, right? I mean, like you have this thing that appreciates. It's not like the volatility sucks for a person in that situation because they don't have enough capital to to just survive the the fluctuation, right? They 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 have to sell a bit, so they might sell at a loss. But even then, it's too much better than their garbage currency. Like there is no questions anymore of the validity or or usefulness of the system. I mean, like, look at gold. Gold has been a fucking like pet rock sinking. <laughs> well, I love, I love. It's, it's, it seems so obvious now in hindsight, but obvious. I hadn't thought of it until Safedin started like this new book with this idea of like the reason fiat won is because it's, it's money across space. Like, yes, gold was money across time, and that was great. But actually, we needed an upgrade for a global yep. society, so we had money across space. And now we've got money across time and space, both both worlds. Yeah. So, so, so the thing is, like, the like when people talk about gold and you know, is this the great store of value? Blah blah blah. Especially like the libertarian larpers, right? Um, it, the problem with gold is that gold lost, it literally lost, right? Because it's capturable. So. Mm. What does government do best with capturable things? They take it. <laughs> they have the the boots and they have the guns. So they go and they take it, right? Well, it happened to every major city that had gold in it through history. Period. Uh, what 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 percentage of of Bitcoin right now do you think is is capturable? Like with a phone call, like I'm just gonna call up Grayscale uh, and Coinbase. There's and at least Kraken. one and a half million dollars on on Coinbase between so, Coinbase Exchange and custody. So, so from my numbers is about ten to fifteen percent. It's like one phone call, and then two phone calls. You probably capture like twenty five percent of Bitcoin. What's a what's a two two phone call? Well, two phone call is kind of like. Say, say say like there is a, a billionaire known for having coin himself, but it's not necessarily in his business. It's not necessarily sitting on Coinbase, but he's not willing to move because he has way more money somewhere out, like on other things, right? So so instead of just being one phone call to Coinbase saying, give me the money, you'll be more like a, a phone call to the police people saying, go get the go tell the guy and then go talk to the judge to get it. It's like what we saw from that Silk Road hacker. He hacked Silk Road. Yeah, it's um, like a two-step thing. They, of first they figured step. out who he was. They figured out who he was, and they like sent him a letter. Um, so yeah, so I, I think twenty. And he had to manually give them the coin, right? But he he just cared yeah. about his freedom enough to do it. That's exactly right. It's like people who will forfeit it so they don't go to jail, and they're not willing to move because they have other shit going on. Which is so, a lot of people. Well, yes and no, right? Because. A lot of people would not move over tax hikes, but a lot of people would move over a hundred percent forfeiting kind of situation. So, so it changes the dynamic very quick. Um, I guess also the dynamic, if like the majority of what you own is Bitcoin, exactly right. Then I mean, it becomes it becomes more uh, likely that you'll go down with the ship, right? No, what happens is you have a boat parade, and then there is a a very bad weather, and then there is like all the boats sink so, that day. I've been trying to add more regular segments to this show. And one of them that I I really like the idea is how would you kill Bitcoin? And I feel like it really fits. Um, it fits into this current conversation well. So might as well just bring it up now. Do you, so you, do you think that 
and and let's let's just go let's pretend we're the the most sophisticated actor in the world you're the u.s government do you think the u.s government could stop bitcoin right now if they wanted to uh probably i don't know if they would be willing to pay the price what do you think paul my my pet theory of how the u.s government could kill bitcoin is by embracing it and then like taking over the software development and just making really awful software that nobody likes <laughs> that's hard yeah. to run and it's just like it's slowly worse <laughs> yeah that's operation orchestra like What's slowly, that? yeah google go sorry go on youtube and watch the presentation by uh the 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 free bsd guy in 2014 about uh, operation orchestra it's totally worth watching that's exactly how they destroyed open ssl for example <laughs> you just make a bunch of bad very bad decisions you make the software awful there's no documentation and then it just add all the bugs that you can exploit later right yeah you sneak in some some inflation bugs or yeah <laughs> the, totally. the double the double spend <laughs> yeah or, and just you and then and then you can get a whole bunch of fud going and and but but you know they, they they have the capabilities to do a, a war of attrition in many fronts right so in one side they print and buy Right? And they could even print, not tell anybody and buy. Um, they can use one of their hedge funds, like, you know, the government uh, arm, like uh, Anderson Horowitz or one of those. Um, and, and, then, and then on the other end, they can introduce a bunch of friction and then a bunch of grief on the, on the, on the Bitcoin core sort of development like they did with, the, with changing blacklist uh, uh, variable there and everybody got pissed. Um, and then, and then they can they can also sort of like build a fuck ton of ASICs, and then and then go and like destroy those the the factories that sell to everybody else, so they could own Bitcoin mining eventually. Uh, there's a lot of ways they can do it, um, but but again, the the level of coordination, money, and greed, motivation. There would have to be like a really yeah. a lot of a lot of motivation. I'm not what? a huge government conspiracy guy because like. They are all incompetent. <laughs> well, what happened with like, uh, like Bill Barr towards the end of the last administration was um, really pushing like encryption bans um, or like everything's got to have a backdoor. And I, I felt like it wasn't too it wasn't too threatening to Bitcoin because their method of enforcing that was to tell like companies yep. would have to build the backdoor in. So like uh, a purely open source project doesn't have to build a backdoor in. But so. I do think some, some. I don't know what an effective crackdown on encryption would look like, and obviously it's been resisted before, but it is an interesting method of, of attacking a lot of good so software. It's the same. It's. I'm just going to jump in here real quick. It's yep. the same. It's the same situation uh, that we'd probably see with any kind of uh, realistic, you know, likely Bitcoin attack. And and I, I think I think instead of going I think you know open source software is very hard to snuff out. It's pretty much impossible to snuff out um, without going like purely totalitarian and going really hardcore totalitarian. So the result is is sophisticated users will be able to still use Bitcoin, or sophisticated users would still be able to use PGP encryption and encrypt their communications. But that average law-abiding American citizen, um, that average law-abiding citizen, won't get the benefit of you know, easy encryption in iMessage 
or easy encryption and signal or easy Bitcoin payments through Apple Pay or a, a, an app that you just install from the app store or something like Man, that, right? Let me just say something that you're not going to like. The sheep will always get fucked. <laughs> Seriously, the ratio of humans that get screwed as not if we go all screw, yeah, no, the, the ratio <laughs> of screwed versus screwy is all is going to remain a constant through humanity's history. Period. There is no way out of that. See, the difference between pre-Bitcoin world and post-Bitcoin world. We're going to probably change the the year system like we did for Jesus. It's going to be pre-Bitcoin, post-Bitcoin. Um, is that before Bitcoin, the average person was not able to do anything, right? Like they, they just did, there was no way for them to carry a chunk of gold or to, to do anything. Really. They had no access, right, to freedom, essentially. If freedom really comes from money, right? Um, and and post-Bitcoin just means that like now any person can have 24 words and have their wealth completely in outside of meat space right so what bitcoin gives the average person now is just the possibility right but all we can do is take the horse to the water that's all right there's just so much we can do like bitcoin I, is not for everybody i do like like small little crackdowns like um i'm kind of i haven't been following it but like this this google banning um element for matrix chat is kind of fun because it's like oh well here's a perfectly useful good interesting software it's a federated <laughs> alternative it's encrypted chat um and now here's an excuse to get f droid you know yeah. and, and and you're not like going on f droid to get like the the world's like 20th best text editor you're going on after to get like a very <laughs> very good encrypted chat alternative well yeah, actually i mean there's a whole nother conversation about f droid because uh you shouldn't download element from f droid because it's their repo is is way delayed um so yeah but but realistically well, they, right like how many people of like talking about like the 7.5 or 8 i don't know i lost count of humanity <laughs> what billion the, the close to eight billion people right are realistically gonna like use some of these tools that you have to consciously like well, do so it. matrix is an interesting one right matrix is 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 the concept of matrix is interesting to me because it's another federated uh a fed another federated tool open source tool similar to mastodon as we've discussed on on this show in the past um, in this case, it's like a Slack replacement or a Telegram replacement. Yeah. Um, it, it is very slick. It has like all the features you would expect to have. And really, I think the average user um, can interact with it without really kind of any, they only need like a surface level understanding of what's going on. Um, the person that needs to be sophisticated is the person who's running the instance, right? That, that, that reminds me. And so... I, I have a I have a Bitcoin Q and A friend of the show, and he was on the show, and he'll be on the show again. Um, he launched his own instance, Bitcoiner Chat, um, and Diverter, who was also on the show, has his own called Use the Dot Tools. And if you register with either of them, you can interact with the other ones as well, which is it's just really fucking cool. Like that reminds me, every time there is a good solution that. The, the sheep are going to use, 
he gets killed immediately because they know that that's the one, right? This this is the the classic example to me is past the popcorn. Like past the popcorn was the best current client. Oh, popcorn the, time. Popcorn time. Uh, yeah, sorry. Past the popcorn. Where you were like the, streaming, streaming torrents, right? That's right. Yes, that one. Um, that was like it was better than any other TV experience. It was better than Apple TV, right? You just plug the thing in, and you press the button, and it works, right? Like it was perfect, man. I have never seen studios go after something so hard ever. They hit them hard and fast. Oh, it was like like immediate. I think that thing lasted like two weeks after it got like some exposure. But that's the thing. But, that's but where. The, but then, the, like people yeah. forked it, and like half the forks were like viruses. And that's the problem. The other exactly. half of the uh, the other half of the forks were like totally useful and like totally worked. But yeah. I wonder if some of the forks that had viruses and stuff was part of the attack, right? Probably. It's like you put out a bunch of fork clients that are all scams, and you scare yeah. people out of using it. Yeah, but once once these things are taken out, like from the the mainstream kind of thing of people, then it's kind of over, right? That's the thing. We can talk about all this shit about censorship resistance, right? You pull it out of the app store, and that's probably enough to deter most people from using it. But that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like with Bitcoin, the the only people who are in Bitcoin who are actually Bitcoiners are people who self validate and hold their own keys. Everybody else are just they are taking advantage of the Bitcoin price upside, right? But they're all going to get fucked if ever there is a concern about ownership. Hey, here's a question. If Apple and Google decided that Bitcoin was their number one enemy and they would do whatever it took to get rid of Bitcoin, or the U.S. government, this is an alternate scenario, decided that Bitcoin was its number one enemy and it would do whatever it takes. Who has a better shot at, at shutting down Bitcoin? Well, the thing is, if the U.S. government does it, and they'll do it through Apple and Google. Exactly. Right? Like, look at arms. the TikTok. This is, this is the thing that's crazy to me about Bitcoiners. Um, it's just infuriating about some Bitcoiners, is that they were pro-TikTok ban. Um, and some of them are on Clubhouse right now too, which is kind of interesting that you have a Fuck Clubhouse. It, but the difference, <laughs> the difference between if it was a Chinese app versus an American app, all of a sudden the corporate surveillance is fine. Uh, if it's a U.S. app, but if it's a Chinese app, we got to ban it from the store. Um, but I think you can easily drum up support for this stuff. And 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 I mean, if I was in a position trying to kill Bitcoin um, on, on if, from an American government side, I, I would. What I would do is I would I would I would start declaring Americans um, terrorist organizations, and then I would say that those Americans are using Bitcoin to fund their terrorist operations. Um, and we're already seeing the first step of that um, with our current administration, where they're they're coming out and and they're and 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 to be to be fair, we saw that with the previous administration on the Antifa side. So now we have. We have a very opaque, um, and, maybe, and it's always been that way, to be honest, a very, a very opaque, not transparent way of dictating who's a terrorist and who's not. And it's just a very simple step after that to say that they use Bitcoin because, uh, of course, that people that, you know, they're being censored on all the other platforms. So, of course, that they're going to end up using encryption in Bitcoin, right? But, Matt, this is why it's so important for 
the privacy zealots to understand that like it's it's like all these publicly traded companies buying bitcoin all these politicians buying bitcoin all the coin bases of sorts all these entities are moat for us the more bitcoin all these entities have the better it is for us because see the u.s government is not going to crash its own stock market by by making it's exactly you can't win the game okay until you play their game with your game rules see this is why it's so beautiful like what sailor is doing with the speculative attack on the dollar (laughs) it's it's fucking not attacking the dollar and then goes on tv and then goes on fucking tv with a straight fucking face and says we're not coming after the dollar (laughs) fucking amazing this is what we need. We need more of that. We need like another hundred guys doing that. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to say that that Bitcoin is is only used by terrorists when the the richest man in the world uh, is buying some. Exactly. Um, you want all these symbols, all these people who, you know what I mean? Like you, you want a lefty symbol, you want a righty symbol, you want a center symbol. All these people to be Bitcoiners. Um, just a little pause here for a second. Um, I guess we had a, uh, a freak in the comments asked if we would do a cold card giveaway. Uh, Rodolfo, are you on board for that? Fuck him. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm thinking, what do you think about, should we do like a Coinbase pro price at, in an hour from now at, uh, at 1900, uh, 1900 mm. uh, Eastern time. If you can come up with something more juicy, we can give a whole block clock mini up. What do you think? I, I'm thinking about something that, that they can just put it in the comments and like, we'll, we'll know who wins in the future. Well, that's easier. Right. And like the price. Yeah, is, sure. Uh, let's do it. Wait, no, seriously. And, and I don't want to do the bisque one because otherwise they're all just going to put in a prediction like five minutes beforehand that the liquidity is so low that it's just not <laughs> switching. So we're going to have to use the evil empire. So should we do should we do closest to the price, um, closest to the price at twenty four hundred UTC? So in an out in fifty seven minutes from now, um, closest to the price uh, without going under. Yeah. So okay. So how about this? The person that gets if so, if anybody gets it close to the dollar gets a block lock mini, one person of course, and. And uh, and then to win the the second like the the cold card it, it could be anything whoever's the closest. But to win a mini, you have to get close to the dollar. Okay, and you're you're, to you have to be within a dollar to get the mini. But if if you're just closest, you get the cold card. Yeah, is it a dollar too too little? Should it be five bucks? Let's do five dollars. Yeah, five dollars. And and uh, if it doesn't show up in the video. You're you're not included. So make sure that if if you comment the price, it needs to show up in the video between now and 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 wait, guys, guys, guys. Well, what happens if they put in two predictions? I well, that that's not to me, man. I I, I hate contests, like in terms of like being the arbitrator of it. Yeah, me too. Okay, if you put in, if you put, if you put oh, how in, about yeah, if you put two, then the one that's the worst is the one that's yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you put it okay so okay. you only can put in how one. about this starting <laughs> starting 
after after let me find here a person uh okay uh zx flea yeah just one entry what yeah so after zx flea start again okay you, so, so there's zx flea says at econo alchemist something right there you go okay start so from there we're starting and only fresh one because entry. we only have one you only have one prediction guys so if if you're smart you're gonna wait to make your prediction <laughs> Wait, how long could they wait? Right? <laughs> they got to put it in before the cutoff. Yeah, when, when, what's the cutoff? So 10 minutes before ten minutes before we cut it off? Yeah, sure. But I just, don't care. Yeah, we're, we're going to cut it off 10 minutes before. Ooh, we can make it even more fun. We're, we're going to, at some point between now and an hour from now, <laughs> announce it's a cutoff. <laughs> and you're gonna have to, and, and that's okay it. yeah if you're not in by the cutoff then you're you're not in uh, yeah we're like just that. not telling you when the cutoff is gonna that's be spicy. okay rodolfo you're gonna choose the cutoff at, at any point during our conversation just hit us with a cutoff nice all right we're okay do that. that's cool. more fun i love 6102 does 4060 102 <laughs> <laughs> strong strong brand right there that's okay, right great. <laughs> cheers freaks it would be pretty um, amazing if you wins though yeah, I mean that's crazy. So, so I mean, so we can. Uh, I mean, while we're, while we're on that while we're on that tangent, uh, I, I thought an interesting premise for a recurring segment would be a price prediction for next show. <laughs> where, where do you think the Bitcoin price will be on Tuesday, Rodolfo? Ooh, Tuesday, man. Next Tuesday. Uh, okay, can I give two predictions? A bear and a, a bear and a bull. Sure. All right, my bear for next week is is uh another whole fucking week of like 40s and the bull is uh we jump to 60. what about you paul my bear is 35 and no, no, no don't give me a bear and bull 65. give me a what price do you think it's going to be next week? Zero dollars. Yeah, that's that is the that's the spirit. My prediction. Is the stock, stock to flow eventually it goes infinite. Right. That's right. Fuck the price. It's infinite. It doesn't fucking matter. I I I think. I mean, I don't I don't think we ever go under forty k ever again. And I you I don't think we go, ever go under forty k ever again. And I think I I think we hit fifty before RHR on Thursday. I think we're going to go under forty k in the next week wow okay cool we'll see how that plays out i like that as a reoccurring segment um so i mean paul so you wanted to talk about bips and the bit process um and i oh, yeah. I, I think Rodolfo's a great person uh for you to you know discuss this with um because he's been pretty active uh in how uh, how all that unfolds um and i mean they just submitted a new bip um, I guess he was he was you were part of that Rodolfo, right? Um, I might have helped with the name um, for for a new bit for Multisig, um, and so Paul Paul is you know a, a relatively new Bitcoiner, um, class of 2017, um, and he's been trying to you know get more involved in Bitcoin um, from a development angle, um, and part of that has been exploring the Bitcoin improvement protocol uh, process, right? So called well, BIPs. Yes. Yeah, it's it's sort of like whenever you're like doing anything related to Bitcoin, like I um I'll give you my specific example. I exported the generic wallet export from a cold card. 
Um, and there's a whole bunch of numbers in there. And there's three BIPs referred to in there, which are um, the der derivation path things. I don't know what they are. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. BIP, BIP and, 32, uh, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. there. And so, and then you go look up the BIP and, and what it means. Um, so um, like on github.com slash Bitcoin slash BIPs, there's this huge list mm -hmm. of BIPs. Yeah. Um, I actually had not noticed until recently that there is an actual status on them. So you could have a BIP and it could have a number, but it could be uh, withdrawn. So like somebody had an idea for how Bitcoin should work. People were into it. And then later on it got superseded by something or got reversed. As far as I understand, like right now with Taproot, they are like revising BIP 8. It says right now the status no, is in so, draft. Okay. So so here's here's normally how it works. So say you have an idea, okay? I have a fantastic idea for Bitcoin. I think the client should be red. And it's red. Great, right? So what you do is you'd normally, uh, before you do anything, you go talk to a few people who contribute to Bitcoin and you say, hey, I have this idea, <laughs> right? The Bitcoin client should be red. They're going to say, you're an idiot. Don't do that. And, and, and you know, if enough of them telling you you're an idiot and you shouldn't be doing that, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Um, but let's say a few of them say, hey, you know what? That's a great idea. You should write a proposal. So you write a proposal. You show to a few people first, get them to sort of like tell you that that, that has some legs, right? And then what you normally do is, you, you send your idea to the mailing list, to the dev, Bitcoin dev mailing list. And then people are going to respond to you, giving you some feedback, giving you criticism, saying this is good, this is bad, whatever, right? And then um, it's very academic in that sense, right? Uh, and, and then say you got all the feedback, you, 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 know, you continue and say it's good enough, right? So then what you do is you go on that, on the BIPs, uh, um, uh, repo and and uh, and you you ask to have a number really right and and like the the maintainers are gonna give that bip a number and if the bib gets approved that it gets a number if that bip gets approved it means it's gonna almost certainly make to the Bitcoin client which is the core client so why why almost certainly ah uh, that could be that could be some snags, right? Like say, I can't remember now. It's not coming to mind. But that could be say, like you know, you create a bip, and then essentially it take it takes forever to get developed into the client, right? And then something else supersedes it. It could it could happen, I guess. Hmm. It's nothing's coming to mind. I don't want to talk into absolutes because we have so many bips now. We're like, so like a good example. Let's talk about let's talk about uh, PSBTs. Mm. So PSBT is interesting because. It, it was a bit, it got approved. It was sitting there, just sitting there for, I don't know, like two years or something more. I don't know. Nobody was using it. Uh, and then like we saw like, you know, this is a great idea. So we, we built cold card around that. Okay, see that that that's I think part of what it makes them a little confusing for me because I see a BIP, it looks, you can look it up, you can read it. 
but the because you aren't certain that it is implemented everywhere you don't know what what does that mean like it's 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 not a guarantee that everybody in bitcoin so, is going to accommodate this even though it, it seems to be approved uh, as a path for so bitcoin what you brought up is beautiful because it exactly represents a rough consensus system there is no official bitcoin anything including bitcoin core and including the bips nothing in bitcoin is official you're free to do whatever the fuck you want right now you have to do the consequences of that too right if the majority of the network follows bitcoin core now and you create a different set of consensus rules you're probably not gonna sync right now when it comes to wallets and other things that are not necessarily protocol related right because the Bitcoin network doesn't give a shit on how you do your wallet. As long as your UTXOs, your unspent outputs, and your transactions are signed correctly and then broadcasted, everything else on how you deal with your Bitcoin is your problem, right? What happened was in the last few years, um, there's been a lot more attempts at standardizing a lot of the, a lot of the ways you do wallet stuff. So, for example, BIP39 is how you do the, the mnemonic uh, seed generation, right, with the, with the mnemonic words. Um, but that BIP does not even, like, pertains to, like, derivation paths, right? Uh, BIP32 was the first one. It was the hierarchical deterministic uh, uh, path generation, right? But it also does not tell you which paths to take. <laughs> so... Because again, so, so people were like, okay, we like this BIP. This is an improvement, but still there were parts of the wallet that were kind of underspecified. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of that. And then there is a lag between what gets approved and what makes into core. Uh, and then there is this thing where it's like, you know, most people don't use core as their wallet. They only use core as a node. Uh, so much so that Bitcoin core got named core as opposed to Bitcoin, just Bitcoin, because they were going to separate the wallet from the node. They were going to separate the wallet code from the consensus code. Uh, because technically, those two have nothing to do with each other. Right? Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to That seems to make a lot of sense to me. To, yeah, you, but, you know, it, it's, again, right? it's very complicated to do these things in rough consensuses. Like, because there is no arbitrator, right? There is no owner. There's no benevolent dictator like in Linux or anything like that. So, um, so by so, having there be a wall in core, it kind of helps there be a yeah, little bit of consensus. Yeah, people people earnestly try to create things that are compatible with other things in Bitcoin, right? Uh, it's just that it, they're going to deviate, right? Like for example, code card, we're like super anal about trying to keep within BIPs even when we think some of those bips are terrible um because we, we want to build a thing that's just compatible right like with most of the solutions and it's open is that way right um and we, we are not we don't touch shit coins right now uh when you have other harder wallets or other wallets that touch shit coins now they need to make their stuff a little bit more pragmatic towards the shit coins right so for example bip 39 like, you know, Trezor supports a bunch of shitcoins, so they, they don't want to add a bunch of 
like extra stuff that's Bitcoin specific uh, to it because it won't be compatible with shitcoins, right? So that's why you're really only going to see Bitcoin only wallets supporting PSBTs, right? The partially signed Bitcoin transaction files uh, on Bitcoin only wallets, not on shitcoin wallets because PSBT is Bitcoin only. <laughs> Uh, so it gets tricky, right? Like, I mean, people have businesses to run and, and it's completely understandable that they're going to make decisions around those those pragmatic views. Okay, so, and again, kind of on the more pragmatic side, as a user, when I see, because like if you go to these BIPs, like they are pretty technical. They refer to each other a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of... <laughs> yes. you, it's like the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like as a user when you see someone refer to something by the bip like it, like what is your go to um for for research like where you where you, where do you go first when you're trying to like um figure out what that means for you in your particular case well you know you go neo style right you follow the source like you go to the source you go to bitcoin core and you go read the bips and you go read the code just read the code. It's terrible for noobs. <laughs> it's pretty bad. But this is what I keep on trying to say to people, right? Bitcoin, like true Bitcoining, right? Mm. There is no escaping. Um, sorry, I'm eating meat sticks. <laughs> <laughs> what a there Bitcoiner is, move. There is no escaping, okay, doing your own research in Bitcoin mm. if you're a true full Bitcoin citizen. There's no alternative to that. Every time the UX whining people go, but the UX needs to be better, blah, blah, blah. It's true. It, it could be a lot better. It's never going to be perfect because it's a rough consensus system that you shouldn't be trusting anybody. And every time you make one step uh, easier, it means you're probably giving trust to something or someone in that step, right? So now you make it super easy, like, great, use Coinbase, right? Mm -hmm. Or even Robinhood or something like that. I mean, like, look at how many layers you are away from real Bitcoin, right? So uh, we, at least, try to expose gently as much as we can of the real deal to the users because we don't want them to be scammed or or to not be full citizens. Um, I think that's very important, and, and I and I wish the UX people would sort of like internalize that that they have to push the users to the knowledge path, right? They have to take the horse to the water. Yeah, I, I've definitely started to have this feeling like the the biggest solve to all these sort of de decentralized systems that seem very hard to get off the ground is is this sort of it's a, it's an amount of literacy. Um, Bitcoin, especially like Bitcoin, uh, especially if I'm like actually writing software that is more um, like I'm trying to like mess around with like actually writing a wallet. There's just I don't know. It seems a lot to learn. I, I'm very bad at remembering what BIPs mean. Um, I guess I just need to immerse myself more in it. It become very obvious to you. It's like all this, all these BIPs just become obvious. Uh, I mean, and then there is the ones you forget, right? Because there's all the consensus stuff. Hmm. Uh, like, you know, there's uh, like the flag BIP and whatever BIP. It's like, forget about that stuff for wallets. Um, what I recommend, actually, 
uh, go to, um, uh, James, uh, I always forget his last name. James O'Brien. O'Byrne. O'Byrne. That's how. Yeah. The O'Byrne brothers. The O'Byrne brothers. Legends. Yes. So James wrote, uh, what is it, Cold? Um, he, he wrote a, a, a CLI wallet, right? So command line wallet uh, to talk to his cold card. What's nice, though, it's is cold uh, core, right? Cold that's core. That's yeah. it. And he used to be a core contributor. Um, what's really cool about that wallet is that it's bare. So uh, if you're going to if you go look at the code, you're not going to get like all the noise from the UI stuff from anything else. Hmm. Um, and, and that'll give you like a nice perspective uh, of like what it takes to write a wallet. It's a, like fantastic little project. I saw him tweeting about it. I hadn't actually looked at the code. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. So yeah, that's BIPs for you. That's rough consensus. And what 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 BIP have you been working on? Oh, uh, no, it's, it's dude. I do not. I cannot take any uh, any uh, <laughs> any credit on that. It's like it's all Hugo. Um, so uh, it's a Bitcoin secure multi-sig setup. So so there, there is a fundamental problem, right? The multi-sig, which is how do how do you create the script, the, the quorum for the signers without trusting the network that you use to talk to the signers? It, it's not a simple problem. Uh, so with cold card. Between code cards, aside from the bug we had, uh, you can trust the setup because the code card keeps uh, keeps a bunch of meta information, right, uh, about the signers, so that you can't cheat about who's the signer, so that you can maybe get a griefing attack or something like that. Um, we we had a bug that was fixed. Uh, that was not we were trusting the the essentially the the wallet ID. Um, but, but that's like, that doesn't matter anyways, because most of the other wallets were not checking anything. So what this new BIP tries to do is create a standard of how to create a, a, a multi-sig wallet between different vendors, right? And, and what it does essentially just creates a session, right? So, it, you know, it just shares, shares a token of each other. And then you create a section, a session of each other, and then you say like, you know, hey, I am this X pub and this ID and this blah blah blah, and I'm gonna be signer number one, and then you pass that to the next one, and then the next one identifies itself, and then you know, and then you do the quorum, right? And you create your 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 redeem script, uh, and and uh, and this one uses uh, descriptors. Descriptors is essentially the new right way of of creating wallets but that's a tangent anyways so so that's the idea of this new bip there is no number for it it's just a proposal right now on the mailing list i gotta get on this mailing list wait can you so this session is this something that you're imagining this is happening over the internet or is this like like um, a file that you're moving from so, like harbor wallet to harbor wallet it, it, it would work in both, right? You can do sneaker net like cold card does with micro SD. You can mm -hmm. do USB. You can do over the network, right? Because let's say that 
it's you want to do your cold card with your Unchained Capital account. Lots of users do that. Right now, they're using some uh, some very complex uh, 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 setup with uh, I forgot the name of the of the of the thing that they created uh, Caravan. Hmm. Uh, but this thing simplifies and creates a, an actual standard, right? And and remember, right, hardware wallets are very limited in memory and processing. So, like all these things have to be taken in consideration when you're creating these protocols. But so, so just first of all, um, that conversation so far, the conversation so far is everything I was dreamed I dreamed it was going to be. So, I appreciate you both for having me on the show and, and having this <laughs> great conversation. Um, I. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the important thing here for the freaks, uh, just to to show where the issue is, the issue lies um, with in multi in a multi sig setup. If we need to verify what's going on, the each signing device needs to know what the other devices are. Each signing device needs to know everything that's going on. And in a single sig, um, if you have a single sig cold card, for instance, obviously that cold card knows exactly what the fuck's going on because it's the only device in 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 the signature scheme. It's a one of one. But if you have multi sig, all these different devices need to communicate with each other and be able to tell each other what is going on in the bigger picture, the bigger picture scheme of things. And with multi sig, we see a lot of people pushing. Um, for good reason, pushing for multi-vendor, multi-sig, because they want to reduce trust in any specific vendor. They want to reduce their trust in Rodolfo, so they want to add other vendors to the mix. And if we don't have a standard, then communication between those devices becomes extremely difficult. Wait, right? Can we make yep. can we make this a little more explicit? Because I really do want to follow this. So, like, okay, let's, so let's say we've got a, like a two of three setup, right? Like, okay, uh, so back back yeah, away from that. Let's say you have you have two devices. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have a ledger and a cold card. Mm -hmm. Okay, you want to create a multisig between them. Yep. You're not even at a point when you choose the the two or three or the M of N, right? You you have two separate devices, two different companies, and you want to make a multisig between them, right? Yeah. Let's say you choose Spectre to be your coordinator. Okay, if it was cold card plus cold card you can make the two cold cards talk to each other because same vendor, we can create the specs. And, you know, vendors are going to always have their own specs between their own devices because it's easy, right? But my competitors are going to probably not going to follow my spec because they want to sell more of their devices, right? Um, so we need a coordinator, right, to talk between these wallets. So, well, and these that's signers. Not and that's not Spectre. So I would have think of Spectre could be the coordinator. Like so I, Spectre, and, and kind of is right now. Like you can do multi-sig with, yes. with Spectre, right? So so Spectre desktop can be, cold card can be a, a coordinator between cold cards or cold card uh, respecting standard devices, right? Uh, it, cold card's a little bit weird that way. But most hardware wallets cannot coordinate multi-signature quorums, right? Mm. They cannot create... A, a redeem script. So, what happens is, so you 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 plug in your ledger and your cold card, and and you make them, you know, say hi to 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 Spectre, and 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 then register their X pubs, right? Uh, so they're they're extended public keys, so that Spectre knows which keys to use to create the multi sig M of N quorum, right? 
Right. So so now the problem is you need to trust that the two devices are saying who they are and the and the the coordinator can has to trust that is receiving the right information right because you could have because every time you now you're touching a computer right and the computer could have viruses so if there is a virus on electrum or specter we could be telling specter the wrong information it could be saying hey this cold card is real and say the cold card is real and and then so it says and it, Ben sneaks in one of his own X pubs and now exactly he can spend your funds exactly and says Got that it. oh this ledger is real too wait no that's Ben's keys <laughs> right we're watching you Ben exactly right and then it creates the redeem script with Ben's keys right listen again the problem with with all this shit show that for example happened today with the disclosure of a competitor. Uh, um, is that there's a lot of FUD around very important topics, right? Like, yes, it is very important to get this right, but no, there is no need for hysteria because I have, dude, we have like a lot of devices in the market and I I have not seen a single uh, uh, evidence of a exploit of these in the wild, right? These are not easy to do exploits, uh, but it but they are possible, right? So that's why it's important for us to fix them. Uh, so I, I just I guess wanted to put that caveat in there. It's like people need to chill. Um, <laughs> okay, so you so you so so you're suggest or the, this other this other person who worked on this bit is suggesting a method where a hardware wallet could create the like the. Um, yeah, so I'll the, get there. The script. Okay. Sorry for the tangent. Okay. Right. So so essentially the, the issue is you need to know each cosigner, right? And you need to prove each cosigner uh so that you don't have malicious addresses. That's the problem. So the way to solve this is so that on the first setup, there's gonna be trust there. Um, you're gonna essentially register each device, right, with the coordinator and each other. Ideally, code card does that, but it doesn't necessarily have to be each everyone knowing. But at least so, so each device would tell the coordinator, "Here's my XPub." Exactly, but okay. you'd have been a session open to pass that XPub first, right? So before I send you the XPub, we have to exchange some secrets and shake hands. So we do a handshake. Yeah. We have a session open. Then I pass you my XPub. And and that handshake session is to reduce the how much you have to trust each device or, or well just... after the fact yes yeah. so so then so then it's a lot easier to prove addresses because you have a trusted xpub now between each other a, a trusted xpub between each other as in you have I, I don't know what that means so so you trust each other's keys you, so so you derive addresses from your xpub right mm -hmm. so if you trust each other's XPubs, now you can trust the addresses. Okay, okay. That's all. So so essentially, that's what this is. It's just a spec, uh, a standard for you to to trust the setup. And and so practically, let's say we're doing this all with like SD cards. You had a bunch of, or you had these two wallets and they each had micro SD cards. So you would maybe export an XPub 
Oh, so so there is one. an extra, uh, realistically speaking, cold card is the only one of the the the, the SD card coordination thing. Okay. Uh, so and I don't think there's going to be anything soon. So how uh, would you coordinate without plugging into? It's going to be it's going to be micro SD for cold card or USB for cold card, and the other ones are going to probably be USB. Okay. Or or QR. Or, or QR, yeah. Animated animated QR, right? Because it'd be a large amount of data. <laughs> uh not not for for not for the setup because it's the XPub, it's not the full public key, right? So it's it's a lot less data. The the problem so QRs are fucked, completely boned once you have large transactions doing PSBT and multisig. So to the to the to the freaks that are, are watching, uh they clearly know what an XPub is. Um, to the freaks that are listening, the XPub is your view key. Um, so it allows you to view transactions. Um, it allows you to view balances and uh, you know create addresses and whatnot. So let's just. But make you can't stuff- spend it without your private key, which is your spend key. Exactly, but the XPub is not your public key. The XPub is like a short version of your public key. The same way your XPriv. Is the short version now of you're just confusing people? I know, but hey, listen, I have to put that out there. I I think I don't think of it as a view key, I think of it as like a like a public key factory. Like this is my thing that I make public <laughs> keys with. But that's fair too. Yeah. The the this is the thing, right? Like Bitcoin is PGP. It's like public private key like cryptography, right? So like you have a private, you have a secret, and then from the secret you derived your uh, your identifier. That's what the XPub is. It's an identifier. But we got clever and we generate addresses from the identifier. Uh, what One um, one other thing that has kind of surprised me about multisig, maybe I don't completely understand it, but part of how you're spending... When you're spending multisig, you're satisfying a script. That's right. Um, and so there's a, there's an aspect of that you don't just need the like two of three signers to satisfy the script. You, you need often, to have the script. You need to know what the script is, which is That's really right. like a, a, a it kind of surprised me and, and as a concept. But like, here's another thing that I really need to secure. Obviously, if the script is a really widely understood standard then i could just refer to it by it's maybe it's bip or something it's not it's not so spe- see this is where so this is why i have a lot of hate for multisig even though i'm a multisig provider <laughs> <laughs> so the, the problem is multisig is not ready for the average person period anybody hmm. who says the contrary is fucking lying to themselves or is way too advanced and doesn't understand that people are just too dumb for it 100 percent like seriously, it's just not like it's just too complicated, right? Unless you do like uh, one of the hosted ones, but then obviously you're trusting yeah, them you're with your privacy. You, yeah, well, you're exactly. trusting them with your privacy. You're not fucked. I mean, I, yeah. Let's no, not it, be hyperbolic be fair, no. here. That's, that's fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. And you know what, Casa, to be fair, uh, has documented beautifully their redeem script on WalletsRecovery.org. Well, so so a lot of these pain points are kind of solved. I mean, I use solved loosely, um, uh, but if 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 okay, so so if you're a freak, and and let's be honest, the freaks are more advanced 
than 99% of people on this planet. Like, this is why, like, I'm freaking out. And I, I you got to remember that most people don't realize what's going on right now. And that's even more scary. Um, but uh, back back to multisig, like, if you're a freak and you're advanced and you're using multisig, um, I think, like, a very actionable, and I try and keep the show as actionable as possible, a, a very actionable best practice is to have a clean device, a dedicated computer um, that's not connected to the internet, um, that that is running your, you yes. know, has, has your full wallet on there. I mean, not the private keys, but it has your full uh, your full setup there, right? With with everything yeah. ready to go. So, so, so you, Matt, you can confirm addresses on it, and you can make sure that that everything is 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 kosher, right? Okay. Yeah. Let let me. This is the the advice that I give to people in general about Bitcoin. Go and buy a refurbished old Mac laptop, okay? So aside from Linux being the original shitcoin, because FreeBSD is really the true OS, um, like the reality is FreeBSD and Linux, um, for the average person who don't make their full-time job maintaining wallets, it's going to be a problem. Because when they have packages for wallets, they might run into issues later on right with backups so what i like about an old mac is that it, it it's like it is a true free bsd sort of software but it's like it's got all the sort of you know user friendly bullshit on top right so it's very easy for that person to migrate apple shit to apple shit later if they need to and it's easy to back up um so and it's secure enough um it's actually probably more secure than most Linux distros. Um, but as long as from, you as long as you trust Apple and the the U.S. government. Yeah, sure. But the same as Linux. Uh, just, let's not even enter Linux problems here. But whatever. <laughs> so my my point is is just I just like it because it's a reasonable compromise, right? Uh, it's, a, it's a useful, reasonable compromise. So you have a simple computer that just works, right? That has reasonable drivers and all that shit. So. What you do is keep a copy of the last working version of the of the coordination wallet. Right. Either for multi-sig or single sig. Keep everything. Yes. Just keep fucking everything. Just have and don't a use OSX. I disagree. Yeah. I disagree with Rodolfo that's okay. on that. You're completely use oblivious to how the US government owns like Linux and, and phones. I mean, it's look, okay. they might own they might own your Linux install, but they definitely own your fucking OSX install. Like that's exactly so just give up the pain of Linux. Because <laughs> you're owned anyways. Okay, but the so point is you want to save you want to save as much information as possible. Yes. And the trade-off there is is really is mostly a privacy trade-off um because no 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 no, no, save, no no because you have to save this information um you're you're probably going to end up leaking that information no, no, that's okay, important no. to save there's one more step no, there's one more problem right if you're using a windows machine you could have a virus very easily that will screw you on your coordination wallet Right, so you could have like a an electrum virus kind You're of. You're giving sixty one hundred two an aneurysm over here, by That's the way, okay. in the comments. I know it's a lot of fun, um, and it, 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 listen, hardware people appreciate Apple. Um, so, um, so, anyways, my my point is just you have have a laptop that that's your say your like that's your Bitcoin machine, 
right? And ideally, right. that that Bitcoin machine does not really touch the internet. You don't have to have your full node on it. None of that stuff, right? Well, why a laptop? It doesn't need. I mean, I think a desktop is better because it doesn't have a camera or a microphone. Yeah, or a Wi-Fi but then you card. have to plug shit into it to use. It's, right. Like how, I'm trying to be practical. God damn it. it! How is this not touching the internet? If this is like, I mean, let's say you're running Spectrum your here. No, no. So. Uh, no, that's a different machine. Yeah, so so have your node running on on some other machine you have around. If you don't have many machines, it's just like listen. The idea so you here, prepare your transactions on an unconnected laptop, and then you bring them over to a and the broadcast. Yeah. This is for the real broadcast. money, people. This is not for fucking buying VPN service, okay? With Bitcoin, it's for real money. Don't don't waste your time, effort, and and money on buying cup of coffee with like a ear gapped computer for your hardware <laughs> wallets okay please don't mix things for that like have a stupid fucking wallet on your phone that's single sig okay and that that you have a hundred bucks worth of bitcoin there and that's what you use to pay for stuff uh this is for your savings account that you don't touch all the time that's when you have your 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 like your let's call it your bitcoin laptop Right, that you have your, you your next OS on a PowerBook. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And then you also uh, buy means to uh, uh, make your life shorter. I can't say the. Nah, never mind. It's not good for uh, the internet these days to say things it's like you cannot joke about suicide. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, you can't. Uh, it's serious, you, you, especially you, in this, especially in this space. Uh, please, please, freaks, do not keep more money in the dollar than you can afford to lose. Exactly. Um, yeah. Anyways, so aside from my my terrible joke uh, about uh, <laughs> you know making bad technical decisions that end in in life ending situations. Um, seriously, so you have your 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 Bitcoin laptop that doesn't touch the internet, and this is really cool because you can experiment with different wallets. Uh, you can do all sorts of shit, and then you're not as concerned about USB plugging your hardware wallets or none of that stuff, right? This is your Bitcoin playing machine for your savings. Um, and you know, and then when you need to build transactions, you can you know you can either build transactions on on this thing by importing. Uh, latest block data uh, via Snickernet, or maybe you plug into your local network and, and you just and and there is nothing on this laptop running but uh, a, a full node on it, right? If you want to just keep it simple by having just one thing, but you don't need uh, more than your own ETXO information, so you could just sort of catch up to the amount of uh, amount of blocks that sort of build your own transaction. That's all you need, really. Um, right, yeah. so we have we have Rad Vladdy in the comments, and I, I think he makes an interesting point. Um, he uses Sparrow and Spectre, uh, the same wallet on different machines. Yeah, um, and like so, so this is a perfect case. Like as as things are getting, um, as, as you have more value um, that that you're securing, um, this is a this is a great way to. Uh, it's a it's a great way to reduce trust in any individual software, especially if you don't. Um, have the ability to read the code or verify the yep. code um, because you can you can make sure that on both machines you have two different software packages they're both they're both interacting with the network through Bitcoin Core and you can confirm that the receive addresses are the same before you send to them 
Um, That's so just to, just to show like where we're at in terms of verifying receive addresses and how how important it is to make sure that the, the address that you're sending to is an address that you control. Um, we're going above and beyond the 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 practicality of of this type of attack. I mean, the the real guys who are really vulnerable are the traders who are interacting on these websites and depositing Bitcoin into like a Coinbase or a Kraken or a Bitfinex. They have no way to verify those receive addresses. Yep. Um, I mean, technically, if they were doing it correctly, if they were doing it, you know, as trust minimized as possible, those services would offer a PGP signed uh, address. But they don't do that. So I've, really, I've never, we have we have millions, never, millions, millions, and and billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin is being transacted with every day on receive addresses that aren't being verified, and there aren't any attacks. But it's still something that we need to obviously be concerned about if you're talking about your HODL stash that 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 you want to last generations. I've never yeah. moved money onto Coinbase or something like that. Like, is it just on a website? You just copy and paste? Yeah, yeah. They just yeah. show you a yeah, fucking QR code and an address. <laughs> no, no, seriously, it's like people are like spending the day today making my life miserable with stupid PR spins on a bug that's like you know it's a real bug and you know you had a real fix. But like, while morons are fucking copying and pasting an address from a browser to send real fucking money to, the disparity, the the cognitive dissonance in this space is just infuriating. And we haven't even got to Taproot yet. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so all this to say that this this, this BIP still doesn't Wait, wait, we're canonical Are we cutting it off? Let's format? cut this shit off, right? Well, no, 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 no. Continue, dude. I, I have like, I've already, I'm already, uh, my kids are already in bed. I, no, I'm no, I'm saying, should we cut off the giveaway? Oh. Uh... It's in 15 minutes. It's the price in 15 minutes. All right. You guys have uh, two minutes. So you have until uh, 48 on the clock. Whatever is their time, forty-eight on the clock to give uh, a price, and then we're gonna, and then we're gonna uh, check. And maybe we should give away another cold card to have someone verify what the, what the fucking correct <laughs> price is. I don't want to go back. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally game for that. Um, I, I'm, I'm Sean. Sean Stackins asking in the comments what the giveaway is. The giveaway is if you get it, the price on the top of the the price the price sticker on the top, the which is Coinbase Coinbase Pro. Um, the evil empire, the, the price in 14 minutes, you know, when the, the new hour calls, uh, the closest to that is going to get a free cold card. And if you're within a dollar, you get a free block clock mini. And, uh, Rodolfo is going to cut it off whenever he deems fit. And apparently that's in under two minutes. Yeah. Hang on. I'm just going to buy us. I'm just going to put in a sell order. <laughs> We've officially pumped the price. That's right. <laughs> the scam is over. We fucking done it. <laughs> where are the hedge funds now that's no, what people dude, don't it, realize they think we're just like you know resting on our laurels here like i think forty six thousand dollars. i think uh you know 2150 sats per dollar is is so astronomically negligible compared to it's where nothing. we're going it's like not even fucking funny I, i'm not even excited anymore about this kind of price uh <sighs> This is like I don't even get a morning stiffy on this. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I I'm not going to pretend that I'm above a night. Oh, by the way, freaks, you only have one guess. So if you've guessed in the past already, 
Like your new guess isn't going to count. It might. No, change. what's going to happen is we're going to pick your worst, your worst number out of yeah, two. So you only get one guess if we're picking the worst thing. Um, no, we're not guessing the bisque price because the bisque price doesn't change that often, and you guys are all just going to fucking guess the same price. Um, <laughs> here's the Caps Odell for being here, my my new favorite novelty account, who I'm trying to edge out by just tweeting out only in caps. Um, so Matt it, Odell's the real Caps Odell. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like I'm just gonna put it out. I started the caps live stream. I've started the caps NIM years ago. Oh, the NVK all caps. That's right. It's funny because I'm a man of extremes. You know, I was all lowercase. That's right. I was like, I was radical lowercase. My whole bio was all lowercase, and then I switched to all the caps. Yeah, I think uh, I think your price horizon hit some spot there because after thirty, you just turn into Caps Odell. (laughs) <laughs> no the problem is the problem is is uh you know people aren't appreciating you know the situation we're fucking in like they need to fucking appreciate it people won't there is no amount of caps that's gonna make the people see some people will see there are there are some there are some people that are that are silently silently observing on Twitter that because I went to all caps, uh, it registered for them that the, the gravity of the situation registered for them. That wouldn't otherwise. That's why I love the whole, uh, wall street bets and the Dogecoin stuff. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Those are my people. And I got a lot of flack for saying those are my people. So, Um, so those, those are are D bast orange peeling moments for that cohort that could possibly happen. It's amazing. Like you have this like thousands and thousands of teenagers getting fucked by wall street. Right. Because listen, they can win once twice, but they're going to get fucked. There's no winning that game because those guys have very deep pockets. Right. So those guys are going to learn very fast. Like they did the Robin hood shit that they cannot win when it's somebody else's game. With Bitcoin, you have fair games. It's a fair rule. Everybody has the same rules, and nobody can fucking fuck you with you. So uh, it's it's amazing. Like you, you can't you can't have anything better than that to teach them about Bitcoin. There's a great awakening, a, gr- a great awakening for a large amount of people, and I think we're just gonna have m- more and more. What does Paul think? I don't know. I'm I'm on, I'm on TikTok. I love it when China spies on me and. Um, Man, people don't, people are not aware. <laughs> exactly. Like there are so many people who don't know what's going on. And it, 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 I think it's just, it's so, you have to get pretty far into Bitcoin to realize how different it is from everything else. So you just kind of assume, okay, yeah, like I got screwed over by the hedge funds and Robinhood or whatever and all the bad guys, whatever. And now I'm going to what I'm going to go to this new thing that I don't even understand who's going to screw me over this time. You know, like it's almost like it's a self-preservation thing to avoid Bitcoin in a sense, because like, why would you know, like if you don't know who the sucker is, it's probably you. So if you don't understand Bitcoin, it doesn't make any sense to go there. So you really have to learn a lot about how good it is in so many different uh, ways and if if you're just kind of flitting from like meme stock to meme stock you're not really used to like doing 
um, in depth. Although as I, I did really hate the media reaction. Like, oh, they're just trading on the meme. And like, th- yeah. then there's all this like fundamental analysis of GameStop. Right. Because, because uh, I mean, I saw Joe Weisenthal tweeted out uh, that it was a meme squeeze and then all meme squeezes um, end in, in, in death. And I, I felt like he was um, subtweeting me uh, because, because I'm trying to popularize sat squeeze. Uh, so he was like, oh, it's a meme squeeze and, 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 and Bitcoin is a meme squeeze as well. Um, two things there. First of all, uh, sad squeeze is greater than meme squeeze. I, I don't think there is, um, a comparable there. Like, uh, you're just going to get wrecked if you want to compare GameStop and, uh, and Bitcoin. And then the second thing is, uh, instead of responding to the tweet, I just bought the domain. So I own meme squeeze.com now. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, I'm. Are we still there? Yeah, yeah. we're we're oh, here. Yeah. We're I, thought it, I, I thought it dropped for a second there. Um, it, it, it's you know, it's like some guy was asking here. Twenty one halving was asking, "What does NFK stand for?" I stand for profit. Um, so the beautiful thing about profit and free markets is that it. it it's honesty, right? Like it's like true fairness in a way. So I, I I think that's sort of like what Bitcoin does, right? Like Bitcoin is not for everybody. Bitcoin is not for the lazy. Um, meritocracy and free markets are not for the lazy. Um, it, it's also not the perfect answer for everything. I, you know, it is a better world. It's not a perfect world. So, um. I think if you play the fiat game, you're fucked no matter what. You're always going to be fucked. Certainty getting fucked, right? At least with Bitcoin, um, you have access to the same rules and the same game. So, uh, so I just, I just hope that we can sort of like give that that opportunity to to some of the kids that that were in this. Uh, they were short squeezing Wall Street, um, but you know you can't save them all. You can't save everybody. I really like this uh, um, from the more economic side. Of, I think I think it comes up on Safety's podcast sometimes. It's like this idea of zombie companies, and I never really thought a lot about it. But this idea that if your company's um, profits aren't um, beating inflation, or basically if your company's profits aren't beating the Bitcoin price you're you're kind of a net negative as far as value generation and think of how much money and resources we commit like literal manpower like people work for years and years of their lives at companies that are are a drain on value so i I would love that i don't know how that could be memeified i'm not really very talented in memes but i would love for that to become kind of obvious to people that how much of the game is like is value uh, destruct destruction in the in the fiat economy. Yeah, and how? Yeah, so so fiat does like it distorts reality, right? It, it, it completely distorts reality. So you you're essentially subsidizing your malocating capital, right? Malocation of capital is a big deal, right? Because that was like people's time. People worked really hard like to thinking make value. Nature. Right, thinking nature, right? So it's like if an animal malocates time, right, by essentially just sunbathing and not eating enough, it dies, mm-hmm. right? So 
in the markets, if you have malocation of capital, you should have companies dying. You should have bad ideas dying. And, and, and when they don't, because they're subsidized, right? You're rigging the system. You're creating bad sets of incentives. They're going to probably create even worse set of sets of outcomes that create that then need more uh, uh, subsidy. That then create more like you create the cycles of stupid, right? This the cycles of like really rotten stuff, right? And, and this translates into everything, right? Like uh, it's actually a, a, a great uh, a, a great way to uh, um, to segue into uh, into like licenses and things like that because it's all part of the same problem. Oh, hang on a second, Matt is saying, okay, we're cutting it. This <laughs> is the you. time now. <laughs> this is the moment. What's the number? Of truth in the price. No, no, the number happens in four minutes. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's but right. But they can never. They can't. They can't put more. Um, yeah, that's it. No more chances. No more you, entries. You put in your tickets. Thank you. Um, thank you for playing, freaks. So. And if you haven't, the single most important thing you can do for the show is to retweet the live stream on Twitter. Um, I appreciate all you freaks. Uh, we're going to fucking... We're winning. Be kind and, and show everyone the way. We're going to fucking do this shit. I got scammed out of eight minutes. Somebody said... <laughs> the comments are great. It's so good, right? Mm -hmm. This is what the show's about. I love the live comments. Peace, Hiller. You're late. You're, that is not counting. Continue. Apologies. No, um, I kind of lost my train of thought. But so, um, saying something about licensing. Yeah, so so you know, we live in IP in an IP world, right? So you have patents, you have licenses and all this shit. Um you know, I'm not a fan of IP, I'm not a fan of licenses and all this stuff, but we live in a subsidized world. So, you know, as much as I prefer to make open source things. Um, I might have competitors that get subsidized through malallocation of capital <laughs> and then leverage all my my effort uh, and just add a sprinkle of marketing and then try to resell that shit, right? Dude, dude I, I have solved this problem for you. Don't I've been thinking a lot about this because it, it kind of bugged me when you changed your license. Um, it so bugged me too. <laughs> okay, so here's here's because when you when you say that your license isn't permissive, you're saying I want the government to go arrest people. Yes, like I want yes. police to go yes, shoot mess with people based on like information copying. Yes. But what if you had a license that's like MIT license, but it has an like an I'm an asshole clause? And yeah, just, no, that's essentially what we did. And it's just like a public Yeah, a public no, this statement. is what we did. But you're, they're completely free to to profit yes. off of it and make a product. No, it just that's not what no. yeah, yeah. So, so because you don't want, I don't want the the, so the state to. I talked to my lawyer, right? Yeah, I have yeah. very expensive lawyers, and this is exactly what I wanted to do. I was like, how can I just add a a just a term where if you're a fucking because see, I believe in life. You can be an asshole, but you're not allowed to be a dick. Okay, that is my rule of life. So I explained that to the lawyer and I said, how can I prevent dicks, but not assholes, right? People are entitled to be assholes, but not being a dick. And he said, Rodolfo, I'm sorry, but that's not how the court system works. You have to either very explicitly create uh, a very broad uh, capture for people copying you 
that are trying to create a clone by profiting, right? Or or you just just and then you can't even quantify or qualify what a clone is, right? Some so, people are asking you to define a dick legally. Yeah, exactly. My lawyer was he said I cannot define that for you, Rodolfo. So I'm like, okay, well then then what's the next best thing? He's like, you know, we wrote, we actually spent fuck ton of money and we wrote a whole new license i think matt seen it i did not publish it publicly uh and, and uh but i didn't like that license because it was not permissive enough but it did cover our asses very beautifully uh so then what we did is we we went to the next best thing which was it is mit users are protected to me that's the only important thing here the people who fucking use the product has essentially all the rights over it, right? They can even sell it to their friend. But if you want to create a company around reselling the shit that I made, go fuck yourself. That's my license. But the but the, your license says it doesn't just say go fuck yourself. It says uh, <laughs> the the cops are going to help. Yeah, you that that's that, but yeah, but you know what. The cops also created all the printed money for my competitors not to have to put any effort and create their copy. That's how VC works. Right. So I'm playing their game. See, they wouldn't be able to raise on a stupid fucking... <laughs> this is the best part. The, the, this, this cloners that we have, they've already scammed people out of miners on a shitcoining and stuff. But hey, they managed to raise again, even with that track record, because money is so freely available due to so, printing. So let's talk about this a little bit. So, so we're talking about foundation devices. Uh, foundation devices uh, took took the cold card code um, because it was GPL at the time, um, and they they used it. They forked it, and they created a a new hardware wallet um, with the major change being a QR code. Um, but but QR code as first. <laughs> receiving and sending um but it is it's the same code right yeah and all the bitcoin stuff like, all the all the hard stuff right especially so all the bitcoin stuff so you changed your license they you didn't even fix the bugs by the way you changed your license to and this is something that people talk about in the open source world a lot um and and there's like tons of fights about it on what open source is and what open source isn't um that you changed your license to obvious users can still view and verify the license a view and verify the code the the, the source is viewable um but they're not free to use it yes for profit. no wait wait they can, so, use so they, they can do anything so wait they can do everything but profit create a company around it and right. sell and, it and and and, and they just, can even sell it to their friends by the way like right right so it's 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 not it's technically this is the different the differentiation here for the freaks or who are aware is this is the difference between FOSS, you know, free open source software and open source software. Wait, wait, no, and, and there okay. is more, okay? One there second. is no there we're, is no legal definition of, of this shit. We have okay, we have plenty of time. There's no legal definition. We're gonna have a really fucking good time with this. You're my boy. I just want to I just want to make this clear to the freaks, okay? This is the the direction Rodolfo's coming from. And 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 yes, to the freaks that are, are watching and participating in the contest, I put the contest prize price uh, on the screen for when it when it hit uh, nineteen hundred EST. Um, so I don't know who's closest to that, but that's the price we're using. So whoever is closest to that wins. Um, 
the 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 thing the thing that's frustrating from your perspective and i think people don't appreciate this is that you bootstrapped your company you made a product that was the best in class product and another person came in who did no work took your code and then raised vc money off of that code when you never raised any vc money whatsoever they basically came oh in no and it's, they, it's worse they, than that they, they looted your work right they they took our code and then the affinity scammed by saying there was code card based right because we wait, wait no it gets worse so that's a worse. Is gonna be good there is there is some 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 reports that they also took the ideas of somebody else who told them what they were about to do i i, I don't want to put names out there but anyway they've been essentially dicks to to us and another two other makers and companies they like See, this is the problem, right? Some people see open source as a fucking free-for-all shopping cart of shit they can just take, not contribute back. Because, see, if they had contributed back, you'd have been fair game, right? Let's say they came and, and like, they forked the cold card code and they, like, they fixed some bugs and they wanted to add some stuff and we didn't want to add and they, they created their own product. Fair game. Or let's say they, they didn't even want to, to create a new, like they didn't even want to fix bugs, right? They wanted to add features or or even wanted to spin off into one, but they would have had contributed. There is zero fucking contributions. Actually, no, there was one commit back before they made themselves clear of a, a one character change in a comment on the code base. So... But if it, if it's if it's like open source, like if I'm running free yep. BSD or whatever the, the the one true operating system, yep. um, <laughs> I don't have I don't have to contribute back. The That's whole right. point, the whole reason right. why they made it open source is so I could make my Nintendo Switch on it, and it's fine. It does it doesn't bother anybody. Yeah, no, it bothers me. That's why I don't like that. See, I I personally so, so there's a difference here, right? When you're making hardware. Hardware has upfront cost and development, hard science and hard cost, right? It, it, it's it, this is maybe why a lot of the software people don't understand this. There is a lot that has to be done with hard cost, not just opportunity cost, actual hard dollars that you have to put in to make hardware, mm -hmm. right? So when you can just take all that stuff without putting anything. And then you can get VC cash and just build a nicer UI or or just better marketing, whatever it is, right? You're only benefiting, you're not putting anything back. And this is 100% my fault, right? Because, see, I, I had one sort of like a very naive like view of GPL. And 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 now I, I after sort of like reflecting a lot about this through this, this last year, I understand now that the problem with GPL is that GPL is a, is a commie license, right? Yes. It's 100% fucking commie, right? Like, it's a terrible fucking idea. It, it has a lot of strings, and it's trying to control everybody through exactly. it's a lawyers terrible, and so, cops. And the proof is in the pudding, right? Every fucking big corp profits from GPL but the actual makers. So mm. Amazon, Google, Microsoft, all these guys are making it killing on gpl stuff all and then and then you go look at the gpl 
like people, the actual people on the ground, the contributors, they're doing bagware, right? Where they're like begging for, for contributions. It, it, it's like, I don't subscribe to that system. I'm a Bitcoiner. I'm a for-profit person. I don't believe you can make good things without profit. Seriously. It, it's um... like... It's like it's nice to to have charities and, well, and I, like I need to push back a little bit here, Rodolfo. Sure. Um, I appreciate all the work that you and Peter have put in. Um, I love your wallet. You know, I'm a major evangelist of your wallet. I I recommend people uh, use it. My yep. my main go to guy. We run Bitcoin.com. Suggest people use it. Um, and I've never taken any. You know, I consider you a friend. That's my bias. But I've never taken any financial. That's uh, true. Yeah, I've never taken anything financial from you to to dictate that. This is my true opinion. Um, that being said, you know, I think free open source software is how we win. Yes. Right. Um, and and the problem is, you controlling a license reduces the censorship resistance of the code. Right. No. So. Um, so. 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 To hear someone say that 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 foss is commie needs I, I i can't just sit here and and just wait, have wait, someone wait, tell wait. me that that i'm no, a communist G GPL is commie. no 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 gpl is commie mit is not there's a massive difference but See, you're not BSD, no i know so free bsd <laughs> yeah i'll get there so Free BSD that went through OS is BSD license. BSD license is how MIT license came about, right? It's this idea that like, and that's why Satoshi chose MIT for Bitcoin software, not GPL. It's because, see, when you are making protocol level stuff, okay, um, or, or say base layer OS stuff, when you want other people to build shit on top of your stuff, Okay, it needs to be MIT. It needs to be something that people can then build their systems however they want, make the profit however they want. It's important. Satoshi understood that for the Bitcoin Core client as well. Now, um, when you're building hardware, it's a whole different like problem, right? Like you can't live uh, bound by just the license because like you have to pay for the hardware development somehow but like it has to be for profit hardware non-for-profit doesn't exist even raspberry pi makes profit okay it's 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 impossible for you to do things that have upfront hard cost without profit and this is why it's so important and and the people and I, making... I, I, would, I would even i would even agree to the point i i, I agree and I would also agree to the point that I think it's hard to make good software without profit too. Yeah, no, I, oh, I yeah, yeah, it's, it's I won't even go hardware. there. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Like, I, I believe everybody should be doing shit for profit. I'm, I'm a huge. Everybody should be for profit. Um, I, I, I just think, but there is a difference, right? So, if you want to build a library because a, a piece of software bugs you, you can just you can code it. It's an opportunity time cost problem. That's the main difference. When you want to make hardware, you have to actually buy test equipment. You have to buy stuff from other people. It's not just sit and put in your time. That's like, it, it, it's a big difference there. There's a sunk cost. There is sunk cost. And There's now, like heavy R&D cost. 
and and I still don't I still don't think there is a good solution. Like nobody see for software, for as much grief as there is between the the FreeBSD people and the GPL people or the MIT people and the GPL people, there is at least two options, right, on how to see the world. For hardware, there isn't. There is no good way of 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 uh, we at least we haven't found it uh, a, a more satisf a most satisfying way of of solving this this licensing issue, right? Which is interesting because like when the cloners showed up, um, uh, I I was actually very surprised because I learned about them from uh, Marty's uh, podcast. Because he, he was he was I know your podcast with Marty, but it was just him at the pod. Um, there's, there's like a there's there's going to be thousands of listeners who are listening to this on me and Marty's podcast feed. Yeah, so for what right, it's worth, Rodolfo. Right, 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 right. But yes, I was not a part of that. Yeah, specific I know. Episode. I was not a part of that specific episode. So so I heard about it. And I was like, holy shit! So so it's like, what's interesting to me is if they had reached out before early or just announce announcing their intentions and you know like to me the best solution to all this stuff is to just have a licensing deal right where you figure out some dollar amount that that solves the the original r&d problem that's how you do between grown-ups right uh you you come up with a solution that way you figure out a a, a happy medium where everybody wins in dollar terms, right? And then it, the incentive continues. I mean, like, because, like, in your defense, I mean, if, if, if this technically the license says no commercial usage, but like, if I was like making off the shelf cold cards, you know, in my spare time and I was selling like 10 or 15 and I wasn't like taking VC money, like, you're not going to like come at the person. No, I would actually grant them a fucking You just have license. to like overprotect yourself to make like, sure that if someone comes in and they're trying to VC it, right? So what a lot of people maybe not know, uh, I, I think you do, is that Cold Card started <laughs> as essentially a non-for-profit project on our end because all the other wallets were garbage. Like, but then we we sort of realized even though we were already making hardware that like we couldn't make hardware because you're going to have your like insufferable competitors trying to break your shit and make pr moves on you all day without a reasonable amount of profit right like you have to keep like you need the profit to keep the development going so so anyways like it's all been like a very interesting learning exercise um and, and i think so far, the best balance I could find was MIT with commercial restrictions. So users are protected. We are protected. And then as people want to do stuff, we can sort it out, right? At least we have a, a, like a, a defense to sort it out. Because again, people have access to subsidized fiat world finance. What if someone came at you and said, "Hey, we've got we've got some of this sweet fiat VC money, and we want to put like two developers full time on improving your firmware, but we want to use your firmware in our device." Wonderful! We can come up with a dollar amount of licensing fees, and everybody wins. It's like it's that simple. Like none. Of, see, 
a lot of this stuff is new for crypto Twitter kind of thing. And I say crypto Twitter is a defamatory. It's a, 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 um, a non nice term uh, or Bitcoin mm. Twitter as well. Yeah, um, I mean, the second I heard crypto, I just wanted exactly. to fucking kill you. So, um, <laughs> um, it's derogatory. Um, it's like none of the shit is new. I thought we were friends. Yeah, N none <laughs> of this stuff is new. Licensing is not new and it's not pejorative. That's how like free market works. Like, no, it's not. It's not pejorative, but but in Bitcoin, the the state solving your problem is kind of a pejorative. You know, I agree. But then again, so so this is the problem that I have with all the LARPing libertarians with the no IP stuff, right? Okay, cool. So do you know what the LARP, the, the, what the true libertarian solution is for IP? Y you have trade secrets, right? You cannot right. have trade secrets in open source. Right. It's retarded. Those two things are completely antithetical. I'd rather be able to view the code yeah. than have it be freely usable. So, so right. this is this is how you work, right? So you know, back in, and and a lot of these ideals came back in the day before they had like you know spectrum analysis of materials, right? So back in the day, you have your you know your Coca Cola formula. Your competitors cannot figure out for the life of them, right? Nowadays, you put it in a machine and it comes out. <laughs> like they'll tell you which atoms of what to put in, and then you have Coca Cola, right? So like. Trade secrets are not realistic in the world that we live in. Uh, uh, so, so like, so, so, what do we do? Like, it, it, it's not like it's not like we have like a, a right answer yet. So you have in in one and and by the way, uh, uh, the state is who defends open source too, because open source is a state defended license. Uh, well, the, the MIT is just. MIT is saying don't don't sue me. Mm -hmm. You're you're just trying to. No, I'm talking about GPL. Sorry, GPL is a hundred percent. I agree with defended license. Why? I absolutely agree. Because because without the state, you don't have a license, Matt. But but the license is anyone can use it for anything. But it doesn't matter. With, no, with like a no, million no, no. caveats. There's exactly. like a ton it's copy of stuff that you can't do. It, it's it's trying. Left. Yeah, it's trying to make the fact that I worked on this as an open source be somehow viral. And like the wet dream of of a GPL person is that they like, oops, tricked Google into like open sourcing something that they didn't intend to open source. or Exactly. Tricked, and tricked and then Apple. Google goes and creates a farm of servers that they charge $10,000 a month and, and they figure out the loophole and how they don't have to do anything. All this bullshit, like... It, it, it's like it's an unsolved problem that people think it is like people I, love I to fucking larp around GPL, but this is such a good conversation. <laughs> I I would I would say I'm LARP, I'm larping a little bit in the sense of like I want information to be like maximally free, and I definitely don't want the state to be involved. And I also have not successfully created a company <laughs> to to, <laughs> to, uh, to support me in those. Uh, <laughs> great I, endeavor so like you know i've got a i've got great great ideas for the future of humanity but it's it's a little harder to obviously do it i i my 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 uh my thing to the people who have a problem with our licenses do this for me okay create something and then get a few million dollars spend on it and then see somebody else copy it and then you come talk to me 
it, it, it's very simple. It's like all this stuff is like very sort of like uh, up in the air when you're sort of theorizing about, you know, do you want the Kami GPL with the state helping you maintain it? Or do you want the MIT stuff? Or do you want, uh, you know, trade secrets when it's closed source? But then once you start actually trying to solve the problems, this shit is not simple. There is no good solutions for a reason, because it, it's it's actually complicated. Maybe maybe trade uh, maybe trade secrets would be would be a cool world. Like everybody, there'd be a real arms race of reverse engineering technology, and so that you could kind of more democratize these tools to like figure out what the hell is actually in your hand when you have a piece of. If people technology. do that, dude, dude, car makers buy each other's cars and deassemble them to the last bolt in specific facilities. I just think, I think it's funny that, um, I mean, it's just so human that we have these debates in open source circles, but real the overwhelming majority of, of code we run is not source viewable. Like the, the single biggest improvement we can make for humanity on a, on a code level is just if, if just everything defaulted to, to source viewable, at least, Mm -hmm. um as the default right like i i yeah but you can't it blows right? my because mind it blows my mind that the president of the united states is running a phone that we just don't you know but you know but again doesn't Matt, even know right? what's like, going on in there how are you gonna do open source if you can't monetize like no that's what okay. i'm saying though Rod take the bone i'm giving you no no, no I, like, I get I, it i get it like, sorry like, i'm just like, what I'm, about the, the voting machines right i'm like, just riffing like, on we're that. never we're never gonna convince uh diebold uh, that that or whatever, however you pronounce their name, to 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 free open source software, their their uh, you know libre open source their their voting machines because they're they that's their business. Like they don't want you to just create new voting machines from off the shelf parts. So, um, but it, but but we can absolutely require that they let us view the source. Like we should be able, like it sh everything should be source viewable. So I I. I 100% agree. And by the way, this is why Trezor, <laughs> for all their virtual signaling, uh, when B-Wallet came out, uh, Trezor changed their license to Microsoft uh, 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 Restricted License, uh, which is essentially a, a, a reference license, right? You can't even do anything as a user with it, but you can look at the source code. And then they rolled back the repo. Uh, the history is somewhere. If you go uh, search on, on Reddit, you see it. Uh, and then they changed it to GPL uh, because they got too much community like pushback uh, at a time. Um, so it's like most makers uh, of hardware understand that like you you will bump into these issues, right? It's not a simple thing, um, and 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 you need to find paths of profit because see when you're making a cool little thing just yourself at home, um, sure. That, that it makes it's just so obvious to you that that should be open source and everybody should be open source too, right? But once you start having to pay a lot of people to do a lot of things, um, it, you say like, "Holy fuck!" Like I, I need to to have like ownership of this thing so that I can afford to keep it, say, secure, <laughs> right? The, the security comes from the profit. It sounds insane, but that's literally where it comes from, 
right? The more profit you have, the more you can invest in R&D to be safer, right? I mean, aside from nefarious assholes out there, right? Uh, like full of it, like UBT. So or Apple, Apple makes the most secure things because they I mean, the most profit. But like mm-hmm. Apple stuff, no. for for all their flaws, right? That you might not be safe against Apple or against the state. It's fairly secure. Like you don't hear about people getting viruses on Macs. I think, I I mean, I feel like there is something to some level of monopoly profits being helpful. And then there's also a a, a kind of some, I don't know if it's turnover point or just a tendency, but when you have a monopoly, you can also get lazy. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like, remember when I talk about Apple is up until Steve jobs died. (laughs) That's when Apple ended. I'm just enjoying the last little bit of tail here. He won his war against Flash. No, I mean, like, the dude had a heart. I mean, like, you know, for all his fucking, like, like evilness and all things, like, you know, the, the, he 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 had a vision of a product that he wanted to make. Agree with the product or not. He mm-hmm. wanted to make a thing. And I have a lot of respect for people that want to make a thing. It, it's 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 a hard to make a thing that ships to people physically and then it works. I think we can all agree that it's very hard to make a thing. <laughs> it's not a, you know, wait, wait, I know it sounds like a simple that, problem, I, I'm, but it's I'm, not. I'm, 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 there's only one to, person, I've, there's only one person in this conversation who's made a thing and shipped it to people. I've made software <laughs> that is like, it's hard to make, it's hard to make software and ship it to people. So, yeah, but I, hey, guess see, I make shows and ship them to people. You know what I find it funny? It's like, because like I, I for me like cold card was a huge upgrade from open dime because at least with cold card I can upgrade. If there is bugs I can upgrade. Like with open dime is not field upgradable. <laughs> so like not, that's we a were feature. Like, it's a feature, not a I bug. I know, exactly, right? So but we were like, we have to really get this right. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. That's true. Cannot that's not have bugs. Hard to do. Sixty-one or two is trolling you. The Mark One did not work. Wow, he has fat fingers. Oh no, it did not work. I still own. I own five of them. I thought I was gonna multi-sig a Mark One. Like, are you fucking kidding me? The, the, Who is the, that? The Who Mark is One that had, of... the, the Mark One had many problems. The, the touch. The was touch buttons exam- were like you thought you were. You thought you were fucking Tim Apple, and you thought you could make a touch button. <laughs> no, so device. so so the capacitive touch. The capacity. <laughs> I love other freaks. All the freaks are every. There's like the best inside freak joke ever is the Mark ones. Oh, I know. Like every single freak has, has the Mark ones just sitting in their fucking closet that, doing fucking shit all dude, because they that, cannot. That, that shit's gonna be worth so much money in like fifty years from now. MG a- Blazer is asking for sixty one hundred two to be on the show. Sixty one hundred two does not dox his voice. If That's you right. want to hear him, you have to go onto the Stefan Levera podcast. Um, and he did he did his one appearance was there. Otherwise, you have to listen uh, weekly at Citadel Dispatch uh, Tuesdays, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time or 2200 UTC uh, because he will join us in the comments. So he is he is part of this show. He is a, oh, a integral part questions? of this show. What do we have some 60102 questions? Oh yeah, we we he's he's been participating this whole time, which has been fantastic. No, I know, but do we have some um, like official questions? He's he's been very critical of you this this entire this. But that's why I was ignoring the the feed. Um, he wants to know what you consider a remote exploit. Oh, it has to be over the fucking network. <laughs> 
it's it, there is so a it should be remote. Wikipedia. There's a Wikipedia definition of this <laughs> because the Wikipedia is law. <laughs> so what do you mean by that? So I mean, so do you think the disclosure today was a remote exploit? No. Uh, but by definition, and and we know Max Flaxman likes his definitions, and he agrees with me. Uh, Michael, Michael Flaxman. Mac Michael Flaxman. No, seriously, it, it wasn't because, like, there, there is no yeah, like remote. It's not a remote retrieval from the device or any of that shit, right? It's like you have a virus on your electrum, and then your electrum tries to produce some fucking evil address, and it's probably only on the on the change address or some weird shit like that. It's like, dude. There is a reason this shit doesn't happen in the wild is because like it's really fucking hard to pull it off. And it is actually not remote. The cold card is cold. It's not even fucking connected. <laughs> well, no, so so the what they're saying is if you if you compromise the, the computer that's coordinating the transaction, that's where right. Yeah, but how did the code card get owned? Okay, so sixty one and two is asking. So, what would a remote exploit look like if 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 that's the definition? So you would be like way back in the day, for example, when uh, people were doing like there was a guy who did uh, a power analysis on a on a Trezor over the USB port. So he was able to see the Trezor doing the private key calculation, and because it was connected, you could. Take that back. So, so say this is very hard. Say you manage to get a computer to do something on a harder wallet through the USB, but then you took the results of that, right? So you're able to retrieve the attack results through the network from the harder wallet. So in in this situation, the hardware wallet is not connected via it's connected via USB, right? Yeah. So, so, like, so, 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 so any vulnerability that goes so through the SD card way. isn't remote, is what you're saying. Exactly. Right. So, let me put it this way there is a reason why, like, say, like nuclear power plants are okay, air so, 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 SM has, SM has a good point in the comments. Uh, shout out to the freak, SM. Um, so are you saying that a cold card that is being used air-gapped with an SD card, uh, it, it's impossible for it to be to, to be vulnerable to any remote exploit? Any exploit that happens is so, a local exploit. Yeah, so so in regards to exfiltrations of secrets off the cold card, yes, right? It's impossible because the cold card is not connected. Unless, say, like it's some RF crazy shit, right? Say somebody figure out a way of shooting... Uh, RF into your basement while you're wearing your your tinfoil underwear, and somehow they manage to to do some shit to its side channel, right? Like completely air gapped. Nothing is impossible. Most things are unlikely. <laughs> what wait, wait, I I haven't really been following this drama. But I'm just gonna throw one in there. What if? somebody wrote a file to the SD card such that when the cold card tries to read it, it rewrites the cold card firmware and then exfiltrates the pub key. And then right. when you plug the SD card back oh. into the computer, then that gets uploaded by whatever virus did that. If someone was 
completely if someone who wrote that, that wouldn't did all be a that network in China. Wait, wait. So there wouldn't be a network exploit. So there wouldn't be a remote exploit. First. Even if the person who wrote the virus was no, because remote. like would you consider Stuxnet a, a, a remote exploit? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like it, it, no, it it's jumped, not. It By jumped, definition, it's not over it jumped, the network. It's no, air gaps. No, 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 no. So you guys are missing the story. It's a very you guys clearly didn't read the yeah. fucking book. Okay. So uh, the, the Iranians. No uh, this is why we dispatch yeah. freaks. So, so the Iranians understood that everybody was going to try to fuck with their like between quotes, just nuclear power projects, right? Um, so, so what they did is they have no network access to them. So, what they do is they do sneaker net. So he took the fucking CIA and the Israelis a monumental amount of fucking work to get a USB drive to fucking go into a plant. And by the way, USB is a clusterfuck. I have a presentation on that in VR. Um, what does it, that mean? The, the, the VR thing with the... Uh, with, with Udi? Yeah, with Uvi. I, I Remember I made, when he pretended he was going to leave Twitter? I know. Uh, I, anyways, if you want to addicted, if you want to understand how bad USB is in a, in a light matter, that presentation is great for that. Um, so anyways, so it's, you cannot, so let me put it this way. The, the way I like to, to, to just explain simply a network exploit, a remote exploit is synchrony, right? Can you synchronously retrieve your attack? Yes or no? No, you can't without a fucking wire. Okay. Period. Fair. You just can't. It's not synchronous. Right? You have right. to you have to be lucky as an attacker that the victim does not have some fail safe. One stuck one stuck's net hit hit the open waters. It was just on its own. There was and no, by the way, exactly. there was no remote control or exactly. anything that was happening. It was, it, was just, not, it was just going crazy. It was not a remote exploit. And they even say they say like it fucked up, right? Like it attacked yeah. a bunch of systems yeah. it shouldn't have. It exactly. should have just attacked exactly. the Iranian because nuclear facilities. When you don't have a remote exploit, you have no control. Right. Okay. So it is but it is fucking important. Like words are important. Right, definitions right. are important, and, and and it matters because, like, but you could you could you could do this exploit they talked about today, in the disclosure. You could do that with with uh, you know centralized control. Uh, you, could, that you could do that with centralized control. Yes, because there was a bug right. on code card on how code card you'd you try to compromise like a Spectre or something. Exactly, you'd right. have you have to essentially compromise it. Spectre or Elector or uh, or, or Electro or something yeah. uh, to lie to the cold card. Right. Because the cold card was not checking it properly. So right. it's not even like the cold so card is was remote. not compromised. This so we do important. agree that it is a remote exploit. I don't even know. No. 61 or 2. What do you do you think it's an, a remote exploit or not a remote exploit? No, because the cold card was not remotely export, exploited. It kind of was. No, it was the fucking wallet. And... Okay, I'm on Wikipedia. Yeah. It, says a, it says a remote exploit works over network and exploits the security vulnerability without any prior access to the vulnerable system. 
A local exploit requires prior access to the vulnerable system and usually increases the privileges of the person running the exploit past those granted by the system administrator. Yeah. Yeah, so 6102 thinks this is a remote exploit. Well, he can come on the show, talk back to me. <laughs> if you want to listen to 6102, the only time he's ever spoken was on Stefan Levera's podcast. So you have to go listen to that. I find this all funny and hilarious, by the way, because there is no money loss. Right. And right, there is right. not even a speck of a hint of any of the shit ever have been well, this is the thing right? in the wild. And this is why this is why I it's brought so it up. so irritating. I, di- I don't bring things up. Uh, for no reason, you know, I, uh, time is money and money is Bitcoin. So like, I'm not trying to waste the freaks time because I don't want to waste their Bitcoin. This, this is, this is what I, you know, I've dedicated my life to the, 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 the low hanging fruit. Like if you're going to start changing receive addresses on people, they got fucked. No, no, no Coinbase or like Kraken or some shit. No, no. No. Right, like why? Yeah. What if I'm you're going to start changing receive addresses on people? They do way more volume than any of these fucking open source software, and 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 it's way low hanging fruit. It's super easy. It's it's way easier. Threat model. If you threat model it out, it's way easier to change a frame okay. on on your Coinbase deposit address than it is to change it on a cold card. Okay, go back for a second here. Okay, in this case. For cold card uh, to be remote, like so, the cold card here had a bug that's being exploited by a Electrum or a Spectre that got hacked. Like this is the main like difference here is the cold card being cold is not getting hacked whatsoever. So in many it's being fed, it's being fed. Wrong information. information and then we had a bug that it. we were not checking for it doesn't ca- like, it doesn't catch it right and most harder walls don't even check at all <laughs> i know this is one of, so first <laughs> like, of all to the listeners who aren't uh watching the feed uh 6102 wants everyone to know that he doesn't know whether it's a remote exploit or not that's why he asked um he's my boy so i think he thinks it was a remote exploit but whatever um, I don't appreciate you not taking a, a position because I have to take positions <laughs> every day. Um, <laughs> the yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think I think one of the things people don't realize with the cold card is the cold card. We we see more so-called vulnerabilities of the cold card because it has so many more features than any other fucking competitor device has. Like. The, the competitor devices aren't vulnerable because they haven't even attempted to try and solve the problem. Like they, they're not even, they're not even, they're not even offering you the capability of fucking yourself because you're not even close to it. They're not, they're not even, they're it's playing, irritating. it's a whole different game. And it's fucking irritating. It's like yeah. nobody's fucking checking for this shit. Yeah. And, and the competitor just said, Oh, look, you know, we, we, Cocard has this problem. We check for it. Yeah. What? Well, when did you start checking for it? You just find out about this problem. It, it, it's it's all like silly, right? It's like things that people have not exploited. And and realistically, you could say, hey, why did the 
signing coordinator get hacked? Why should that be my problem? Wasn't well, that the whole point of a cold card? Is that it's easier to hack your desktop? Oh, but computer? if you're telling me to sign some <laughs> shit and I have the key to sign some shit, I should just sign it, right? Uh, you're the I boss. Love having Paul here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this actual exploit is, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. You didn't what, see or, the exploit? No. Well, so you're so it's offering you something to sign, and you're signing it. The exploit, yeah. the exploit you, is you that, that wrong thing. Yeah, they give you the wrong keys. They give you the 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 quorum keys. So like if it's like a two of three, they give you like two wrong keys. So like the third key was right, but it didn't matter because they control the two two keys mm. that that are needed to spend the funds. Mm. And obviously, uh, we've seen with these other disclosures in the past and other pers perspective uh, attacks, you could have a situation where it's like a hostage situation where like no one can spend. Oh, and, um, and, then, and then and then the 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 attackers like if you want to spend this, then you have to pay me money. Otherwise, we're just gonna let the Bitcoin sit there in so like the way, a I, I three have of a three or something. I have. Let's talk about disclosures in general. Okay, I have a new term for yeah. the shift guys. I call them salty cunts. Okay, so um, so you're not paying them bug bounties. No, and, if and, you're a competitor. His, one, one second, one second, one second, Rodolfo. Uh, <laughs> I love you, but uh, shut the fuck up. Um, so, so you're you're not giving them a bug bounty. Uh, in the space, people are like, in the space in general, the the general consensus is you offer people money to tell you if there's an issue, and you pay them, and then you find out about more issues, right? That's the general consensus. Uh, I think the logic pretty much, you know, pans out. Explain to the freaks why you won't pay a shift crypto employee, um, makers of a competitor hardware wallet, the Bitbox, uh, a, a bounty when they disclose these vulnerabilities. So it's not my job to subsidize their company, right? This is a failing company. These guys were liquidated just a few months ago. And um, see, it may look from the PR perspective that, you know, these guys are just earnestly <laughs> looking for bugs, right? But the problem is a lot of these guys will come up with a feature, let's say a security feature, um, and then they will go look at the competitors that don't have the security feature yet, right? And then they will say, well, that's a bug and that's a flaw and that's uh, here's my res responsible disclosure and you clearly have a hole right it creates a wrong sense of the incentives see if you are a competitor and you want to responsibly disclose because you get all the pr uh then by all means do it just don't expect money it's little money anyways for competitor sort of sake right um it's a lot of money if you're an independent researcher. Independent well, researchers, that's what they do. It depends who you are. I mean, I mean, uh, like Google has massive, huge bug bounties. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, Apple offers a million dollars for a remote exploit. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the cool things is, uh, is the free market bug bounties uh, where you can like kind of um, the, the more money offered for a particular platform zero day 
basically signifies in a free market way like that platform is more secure because people are, are, are more willing to pay for well, it, right? You, you want a good example? It's like Trezor pays everybody and the thing is a Swiss cheese. So, <laughs> so, so that doesn't pan out, does it? So I, yeah. I think 6 of 102 makes a good point. It was a bug. Okay. Cold card is now better as a result. So, Oh, I agree. And are, they got are, some VR. So, but, so you are going to fix this? Oh, it's already being fixed. It fixed months. in January. It was fixed in January. Two months. January no, whatever. I lost track of time now. Two months, three months. Okay. So it's already being fixed. We we fix everything. We know. So so I mean, I basically where the argument comes down to between sixty one hundred two and Rodolfo is where they decided. Um, so 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 sixty one hundred two said, "Don't pay bug bounties. Expect expect disclosures to turn into PR moves because that's how they incentivize their bug bounties." They do that anyway. Wait wait time out time out shut the fuck up. The 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 argument that Rodolfo's making is it was already a PR move before he didn't pay the bug bounty. The 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 basically what the argument comes down to is did Rodolfo create the situation where he wasn't paying the bug bounty? So then the only other incentive was a PR move, or was the incentive the PR move the whole fucking time? Right? They already knew this because they've already. They, they, this is what the third time. <laughs> I, I don't know. I lost count. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Um, not the kind of stuff that I keep in mind. Um, but these guys, like, they create and 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 they exaggerate on everything. It, it, it's like it's so unnecessary, right? So listen, if you want the PR cookie points, enjoy it, but don't expect me to give you any money. I don't deal with terrorists. Right, they're gonna like. Let's be honest. Like, let's let's be logical, Bitcoiners. Like, Shift Crypto is going to continue to disclose cold card vulnerabilities, regardless if he pays a bug bounty or not. No, that's their business model now. That's what they do for sixty one and two is asking if you ever paid a bug bounty to a Bitbox dev. No, and I won't. Have you? Have you ever? I, I'm gonna extend that. Have you ever paid a bug bounty? Period. Yes, we have. To who? Uh, to uh, say, uh, what's his name? Uh, Salim? No. Uh, what's the name? Foundation. I feel bad now. Oh, 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 Lazy Ninja. Lazy Ninja. Yes, we have. And there's been other. There's been other. True Freak. True Freak. Lazy Ninja. Everyone go follow him no, on Twitter. No, he's got some cash, but I we've paid other people. See, the thing is, and, and this is the thing, okay? He pays people so often, he remembers their name. <laughs> um I love if you, you want to be a fucking professional <laughs> researcher okay there is a thing called cve okay you fucking go and you create a goddamn cve entry if you're not creating a cve you're not a pro because you think few times already he completely exposed hwi he exposed a bunch of other projects as well like you can't just have this sort of like little emotional uh the palms of other like, wallets and all this shit stop with all this crap grow the fuck up okay create a cve tell the affected parties that you know of maybe you get some money from them the users are safe that way. The parties that are not necessarily um, in your um, in your view will also get visibility 
And then they will also fix it. This shit has other people um, as collateral. It's a problem. There was a poor guy who uh, who came up with a. It was a pretty like like out there kind of bug. He did create a CV. The guy who who found that like you know all the hardware walls were exposed to uh, to essentially uh, uh, RF exfiltration of stuff from the screen. Right. Uh, that guy. I mean, that guy got pushed away by everybody essentially. <laughs> um, and and he was the only guy who made a CVE. <laughs> so it's kind of sucks. So 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 ex explain the CVE process. Let's explain the CVE process to the freaks. So you go to the website. I can't even remember. So it's essentially cve.mitre.org. CVE just means common vulnerability and exposures. And and you create uh, essentially a report there of all the parties that could be affected by something without releasing the actual exploit, right? Because the idea here is you let everybody fix it, even the people you don't know that has the problem to fix it, before the bad guys know or before you think the bad guys know about a certain exploit. Um, and there is a formal process to to handle that. And this process exists because, like, having bugs and having exploits is not a new problem. It just seems new for Bitcoin Twitter. Um. So, like, do you have any do you have any complaints about that process? You think the CVA CVE process is a solid process? No, I mean, I I don't need necessarily CVE. I mean, because it's like, centralized, right? Yeah, sure. But then, but then, what you do is I don't know. Send a send a an email to the mailing list of Bitcoin saying, hey. I think I have a bug that, well, that. I mean, should you do that though? Like, you should be a little bit more discreet with it, right? No, not necessarily. Uh, depending, like, if it's a complex attack, just saying, say, for example, uh, hey, uh, I have uh, I have a, a vulnerability on uh, harder wallets. Well, so the most recent inflation bug, didn't we discover? We discovered that based on a someone told told the developer like key main core developers told them about that right um yes like through like pgp or something like yeah. they sent no, no, that's, listen that's our process right if you want response responsibly disclose to coinkite we have a a page it's coinkite.com slash responsibly responsible dash disclosure where we explain the whole process right remember we get hundreds of like absolute crap like ooh your button on your store doesn't work do i get a bounty <laughs> no seriously like like seriously i get like 20 of those a month well um, I, I i think it's interesting the thing you were saying earlier just like what's the difference between a bug report and kind of a feature request like some yeah. some going like going further to do more verification versus like oh you're doing this verification wrong no I mean, to be fair in this specific case we were checking for things but we were like we 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 had the best way to say is a bug but it wasn't necessarily a bug it just wasn't checked right 
we were believing the XFP, right? The the the, the ID, like the short version of the ID of the wallet. Um, it was hundred percent our fault. Um, but um, I I think it was as usual by this people completely blown out of proportion and then spun as we don't pay bound. Like, I mean, listen, it was like PR terrorism. <laughs> like, I mean, it really was. <laughs> like, like the last time. Um, but, but aside from that, and this is going to keep on happening forever, right? We handle money and, and people have like, like billions of dollars in our devices. Uh, so it's expected. It comes to the territory. And this is not new to us. We've been doing this for like essentially a decade now. Um, so what I say you gotta, to people. You got you to gotta rewrite it in Rust. <laughs> right, because that, that's going to fix everything. Exactly. It's all exactly. types. That's it. That, that solves all the problems, right? Um, no, it, it's just like, it's just so unnecessary. Like I, I feel like they haven't got the memo that that competitors attacking competitors in the hardware wallet space with with like poor PR does not sell anymore. It used to be a good quality marketing tactic, right? Like I mean, Ledger has made a business out of it, but they were doing hardcore stuff too, which is totally fair. Um, I mean, they spent a million dollars breaking our device. Um, pretty cool. <laughs> but like you you can't do this forever i mean people the, the market gets tired of certain marketing like uh um uh tactics right so i i think these guys need to pivot to just making a better product maybe like st stop being dicks um that also helps like as a dude puts it on twitter good energy good profit bad energy bad profits <laughs> Never, heard, I've never heard that one. Yeah, no, um, it was the first day today to be. Rodolfo so hears it because uh, it, it, it's literally someone commenting on this exact situation. So, so both me and Rodolfo were tagged in that one. I, I saw it as. <laughs> that well. was a good one. It was a good one. I agree. I, I it was a, it was a, it was a good one. I mean, we're talking about a product that hasn't launched yet. You know, so I, 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 I don't believe that people should be talking about things that don't exist um we should wait we should wait till they exist is like a general premise that i have especially during bull markets because there's a lot of things that people are going to ask your opinion on uh that don't exist and will never exist wasn't um, that so, wasn't that device supposed to ship for the holidays you know i never promoted butterfly labs you know and so i never promoted this either um and i'll, I'll see when it launches um so uh new topic new topic uh this was great fucking conversation this is like <laughs> this is this is what the dispatch is about uh you freaks in, in, that are watching this live any freak that is really that is that is participating in this show right now um we are fucking winning like this is crazy it is absolutely insane to me um that those other people that aren't listening don't realize what the fuck is going on right now. How is, how is that happening? Um, 
we need to take advantage of that as much as possible. Um, more so caps, Bitcoin, more memes, more caps, more memes. Let's go meme squeeze, meme squeeze.com. There, <laughs> there's nothing there right now. I don't know what to put there. I, I just own it. Um, the important thing is that, that, that you shouldn't watch Bloomberg. Um, but uh, Taproot. So oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we go to Taproot, um, just one moment. Go to uh, Output Descriptors. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about Output Descriptors. You want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. Just for a second. Show, show, us, show us why we should care. Okay. So Output Descriptors. Okay. So you guys know I made uh, walletsrecovery.org, right? Because every widow that have contacted our support system because their husbands did not back up their systems and they lost all their money. There's been a lot of them. Um, was pissing me off. So while it's recovery.org has the... And .com, you have both. Yeah, of course. But the, the .org is the good one. The .com just reroutes, just forwards. Um, it uh, it has the, the, the derivation paths, right? Because... Great, great, wonderful. You have the private key now. Oh, hey, where the fuck is the Bitcoin? Well, that's the path now, right? You have to find out what where the fuck the money is in the in the, in the space. So, output descriptors uh, solve a lot of the the standard problems. The descriptors essentially are a very basic programming language. Don't look at that way. Look more like as like a, a formula. Uh, describing how to look for the space where the bitcoins are. Key thing here is if there is a BIP. No, sorry, there's no BIP, but there is already docs. It's part of Bitcoin Core. Uh, it's a standard. Everybody agreed. There's no changes coming probably for a while. So everybody should be supporting it as a way to import and export. This does not affect them. They just need to not be lazy and support it. So the wallets are supported now are Bitcoin Core, Code Card, Spectre, Sparrow, Nunchuck, Blue Wallet, limited support, BitPay, sorry, BTC Pay, limited support. That's it. <laughs> this shit solves all the fucking derivation problems. So um, the website, I created until I put the stuff on walletsrecovery.org for now is going to be output descriptors.org. Shame. The only person in Bitcoin that hoards more domains than, than I do. Um, it's a, it's a worth $10 meme. Um, <laughs> seriously, shame, shame the fuck of every wallet that does not, yeah, until I figure it out, Twitter. until I figure it out, I'll redirect memesqueeze.com to it as well. Perfect. <laughs> um, it's way more remember, rem rememberable than uh, outputdescriptors.org. <laughs> uh, I'll, 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 I'll put my domain towards the. the Anyways, comments. shame the wallets that don't support output descriptors into supporting it. Or just like, we just won't use those wallets. Exactly, but tell them by shaming them on Twitter. All the wallets I use are on there, except for just Samurai. Samurai is the only one, and, and they don't really need. They're just uh, they're no, they're their own ecosystem. No, no, there is no little because today's ten dollars on Samurai is ten years from now a million dollars. So 
every wallet should support output descriptors. Right, I remember I remember Coinbase. Coinbase gave me 10 million sats uh, <laughs> to sign up. That was $10 at the time. There you go. See, like the amount of full Bitcoins they gave back in the day is a $20 gift. 10 million sats. That's $400. Uh, should we talk about Tom Brady real quick? Is <laughs> no. He the, is fuck, he the goat? Fuck Wait, I, I don't. I, okay. I've dealt with <laughs> output <laughs> descriptors. <laughs> I've, I've dealt with output descriptors and it, it makes sense in the sense like it's like it's a little prefix and then parentheses mm-hmm. and a pub key. And That's so the it. prefix is saying like it's like um, public key or it's public key hash or uh, witness public key. So segwit. Um, that all makes sense. How does what is how does that involve cold card? Okay, so the users don't need to fully understand this shit. Mm. We just need the wallets to support it, and the wallets to force users to back it up. That's all. So That's this all is I what the, this is what the user would back would would would, would mm-hmm. back up. They'll back up the seed and the output descriptor. Beautiful. So that, so, but that's different than their twenty-four words. Yeah, it's more. So should they, they, they write out this whole thing with all these numbers and I put in a micro SD card? It's better than nothing. So you're not going to etch this into steel? No, no, no. You don't. No, no. Seed should be in steel. Mm-hmm. But the output descriptor, at least in a micro SD card or something. Why, why like can't multiple, I just write down multiple micro SD? Cards, why can't right? I just yeah. like? Write down the the twenty four words and then WPKH. Well, you can, but then you need to know the account, maybe the gap, right? Because, for example, uh, is it, uh, it samurai? No, not is samurai. It, is, it pos- is it possible to put all this information in like an extra word or two? Um, no. It's well, the not. the account is a range from like zero to nine nine nine. Why don't we right? just like? Def- like why why are we in a situation where we just default all these things like okay. why it's, why aren't all these okay, numbers because, defaulted okay as i as i told somebody yesterday standards are 99% sales 1% technology <laughs> okay it doesn't matter how good we come up with this shit the vendors are never going to be all in consensus right so if the if the spec is too good and too precise, it, it's harder. So I rather we have any spec that people just attempt a backing up than than a precise standard, and most don't don't do it. So anyway, so, so just please, like it, it's just it's enough. Seriously, it, 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 a seed plus an output descriptor is like holy grail. Weedles are saved. They have the money. So for now... So how long is the output descriptor? What does that look like? Um, it looks like a word and then a parenthesis and then a, something that looks like a pub key. Yeah, it's not It's not. Much. Or if it's like a multi-sig. Oh, it's, it's, but it's, so it's like too long to write down, right? Yeah, it's not a... No, no, it's a, it's not just too long. It's prone. It's, it, it's, 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 like, um, it's like computer shit. Right, it's not hacks per se. It's computer shit. No, that that's the best way to explain to a person that doesn't. I just understand. like imagine my puppy just like just right, it's like it out. B two PK 
<laughs> it's your right. license to Windows XP without the hyphens. Right, right. I I, I, I figured it out when you were just like it just like looks like a fucking XPub or whatever. It's not ideal. So so just just save that shit on your computer that you have just for Bitcoin. And back that but, up. But it's not because if you had the twenty four words, you could just do a lot of guessing or go to the oh, wall. Wait, 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 wait. So let's just talk about this for a second, like. The cool thing about seeds, and like seeds get so much shit. Like so many people like talk but at shit least about you have seeds. It. One sec, one sec. The 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 crazy thing about seeds is that it is it is very difficult, and it's time consuming and hard to contemplate in your head uh, when when you have to save like a, a digital backup somewhere. Like I don't know if I have the backup updated. I don't know where it is. I don't know if it's secure. I don't know if someone can access it. There's like all these different things in my head. But if I'm able to just like write down 24 words, that is way easier, right? That is a way easier concept for me to 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 not only do correctly, but to feel comfortable afterwards that I'm I'm secure, right? So I, I think I think there's some there's really something to be said about removing digital backups completely from the user i mean like they, they they have the option if they want to but the average user probably best case scenario for them is they have no digital backups whatsoever yeah so so the way i look at this is like the the bip 39 for all its flaws it's quite amazing already right it's a big deal at least you have the fucking secret you might not know how to use the secret, but at least you have it. So you have the hope that somebody can help you use the secret, right? Um, now, there's a lot of wallets out there, a lot of wallets doing shit that's not kosher on derivation paths. Uh, and then there is needs for things that are not necessarily obvious, right? Like, for example, for wallets that care about privacy, they're going to do non-standard gaps in derivation. So uh, if you're not looking with the right software, you're not going to find all the money. That's why it's so important to use descriptors. Descriptors would spe specify all the things related to derivation. It's quite a good solution. It's just not very human compatible in terms of writing it down. That's why I'm saying because it's not the secret itself. So it's not the end of the world if you lose it. It's not ideal if you lose it, but it's not the end of the world if you lose it like it is for the seed. At least save it in digital form. That helps a lot. And, and you know what? It helps a lot to to like um to, to migrate from wallet to wallet as well. So if you want to change vendor or whatever you want to do, that helps. So so yeah, so shame everybody into accepting it's it's the same with PSBT. All the wallets that you use should do PSBT for signing Bitcoin transactions and descriptors for loading the 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 um the wallet type in. How how does a user get this from <laughs> cold card? It's an SD like, card. That's it. Like if I, if I export like the JSON though, I don't see the. I'm Here's looking at your. No, there is an option there. Bitcoin Core is gonna do descriptors. Okay, so the 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 generic JSON just does derivation paths. Yep, it does everything there. Uh, it's not that hard. I mean, it's it's like 
Listen, well, I, 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 I experienced this a little bit because I played around. So like BDK is like a Rust Bitcoin development kit. And I've been like playing around with making like a GUI wallet with that. And so like <laughs> and I'm not very good at serializing and deserializing thing. And so so taking going from a cold card to um, a functioning wallet, like there's a lot of things you can like do wrong. Like you can mm-hmm. like you can have something like capitalized that wasn't was ha- like you had to call to lowercase on and like the derivation paths are not like super intuitive to work with and then there's like this little little um quotation mark or an h for hardened what is yeah what the hell is a hardened derivation path nobody knows <laughs> i don't know so i, I could I, i'm hoping to co- overcome this confusion and get better at understanding bitcoin but at the same time understand that it would be nice to just have this some simplify or standardized in some way so yeah so easier so, to work with so you know and right now is a fucking walk in the park wait until we have taproot and mini scripts oh then shit gets serious because then show it like, to us show it to us why, no, it, it, why it, does it, shit get serious it's because it's like a, a literal world of options Right when when you get into Miniscript and Taproot and the stuff, it's like you can do anything, right? It's not a world computer like Ethereum, but like you can do like a lot, right? You need to save that script, like we're talking with multisig. Like exactly, having the keys is not enough to spend a multisig. You need to know the shape of the script to know how to spend it because it's going to be threshold signatures, right? So you're going to need to be very specific and you're going to have to have all the things. I mean, this is the amazing thing about cryptography, right? Cryptography is great if you have the keys. <laughs> it's not great if you don't have the keys uh, as the owner of the thing. So uh, you have to be precise, right? And and descriptors are very good at that. They, they help you be precise descriptively, right? You can be very... Uh, verbose and explain what you want to do and and the software does it right with the current setup i mean to be fair to electrum electrum at least had the like they support this skeleton file that's how we call it but it's this json file that electrum just opens as a wallet right um but before like i mean before that there, there really is no other wallet that supports that. You couldn't generate a, 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 a an electric like a a wallet uh, file for the wallet to do it. You had to go through the wallet setup to get it done. So you 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 needed a human to go through the whole setup again and again and again every time you wanted to do it. At least with the Electrum JSON file, you could we can generate that as a harder wallet and you just open it. Now. With the descriptors, it's it's like human legible, and you can do this stuff. Even if it doesn't look human legible, it's it's like it really is human legible. Um. Now, that stuff is like not the end of the world when it comes to normal, let's call it normal Bitcoin, but when you come to mini scripts and taproot and all the stuff, it's gonna get very complex very fast. So because a, a mini script can be like um, if you have these two keys, then you can spend before 
100 blocks but then after 5000 blocks you can spend with like these three other you know you can have that kind of logic oh, yeah and lots of other parameters lots of stuff can go in right so so it's going to get very tricky so we we want wallets to be kosher before even that right so let's get the descriptors out there and then the descriptors are going to be used for for mini script And let's activate Taproot. Oh, so you want to talk about Taproot now? I don't know. Uh, how do you think that happens? You My think Taproot gets activated by January 1st next year? Um, no, I think we can do before that. Um, you think before that? How I, early? Yeah, when is this so, going to happen? Six months? So what we can do is we can do... Well, first of all, first of all, why do the freaks care about Taproot? Yeah, because it's it's like we can we can have some on-chain privacy, not all the privacy, but some yeah. on-chain privacy. Um ultimate I, I still I'm still on the fence with the whole confidential transaction on chain. I don't I don't think that's a good idea yet. It's cheaper and more private multisig for the average. Oh yeah, user, I mean right? way more because like you can hide all the types of things I think, I think transaction type. There's been a major failure in how we how we uh, explain Taproot to the masses, and I think that that's the soundbite, right? No, it's because uh, no, honestly, a cheaper, it's cheaper, and more no. private multisig. It's fucking complicated. Okay, it can do a fuck ton of stuff. Privacy is not. Privacy is just one little thing out of all the things Taproot can do. Um, it's uh it's a fundamental change to bitcoin because of schnorr um and uh and uh and everybody is pretty sort of like hangover from segwit to to link it a little bit to what we were talking about like part of the the whole point is that everything kind of looks the same on chain so you would have a less of a clue of what formulation this wall mm -hmm. Well, it was so you really do need to remember <laughs> how yeah. you created that. That's right. It's, it's, a, it's a good fucking point. Everything's gonna look the same by design, and it's gonna be very hard for that widow that just inherited her code card to know that you know Electrum or Spectre did whatever weird thing they did with those transactions, right? They're not going to find their money if they don't have good documentation where the money is. So how does, so, so how does that, how does Taproot help there? Oh no, it doesn't. It makes it worse. <laughs> oh, okay. But the, 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 that, that privacy of everything so just, looking the same on chain. Tangent. That tangent was no, just no, the privacy <laughs> of everything looking the same on chain is the same thing that makes it harder to know exactly how the, the wallet was set up in the first place. Yeah. But but do we agree that my distillation of why people should care about activating Taproot um, is 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 cheaper and more private multisig? Um. And 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 from that perspective, since Lightning is also multisig, uh, cheaper and more private Lightning usage. 
just it, it, it's not even it's not quadratic anymore right because uh, 61 or two 61 or two like like it, i understand why people think it's my nim um 100 he, it totally he, is he's chilling oh, you're, he's, you're he's chilling your my service <laughs> he's currently he's currently chilling my service. final message um final message.io which is a dead man switch which is designed in, for that exact situation 60102 um, the problem is final message does not support multiple wives and no it does up to five. Oh, that that's not enough for, for, for like a big support up with, to five that's no crazy. wait wait no 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 if for a bitcoiner with a sizable citadel you know wives and children it's a lot of people to the, send messages the, to all 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 jokes aside like the real issue with final message and we're very vocal about it is that you do have to trust us to actually send the message and that's why it should be used as a like backup. a duplicate service it's a backup service so they both have to we both have to fuck you um you don't have to trust us with the contents of the message because it's encrypted but you have to trust us with uh with actually sending it and this is why we need taproot yeah <laughs> so so Taproot is cool in so many ways because it's 6102, raise the wife limit. <laughs> raise the wife There's limit. no wife limit, bro. No one's <laughs> no one's holding you back. That's just you know, I've you learned that in Canada there is no wife limit, apparently. <laughs> polygamy is is it's like uh, legit There's here. There's definitely no limit in America. I mean, my future wife will not be happy with any you know, I already have a wife limit. I, I joke with I'm my happy wife about it. I'm happy I joke about it. With I have my the best all the time. I say why don't we just get a second wife? You get a break. It's true. Listen, that the, the is why first I have two wife cold is cards. The boss. As I understand, I'm not a very like. A, so taproot. A, let's get back. Let's get back. Let's get back. We're getting derailed here. Taproot. <laughs> Time is money. Do we? Do we? Do we <laughs> think? Do we? You, so you think taproot gets activated before January one? No, I think it's possible. If so they, you think it gets activated you know after January yeah, 1? What we should do is we should do, I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Taproot in uh, Twitter, Taproot in chief. Um, what's his name? He keeps on pushing all the Taproot stuff. So I was thinking about, say, like a year, a year of, of uh, signaling and then half a year of fuck you, right? Essentially, USF. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, Ben, oh Ben, the other Ben, uh, the other Ben, uh, Ben the Carmen. Um, we have so many good Bens in uh, Bitcoin. I know. Uh, and then, uh, and then, and you know, he suggested uh, six and six months, right? So, so essentially twelve months total. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that too. So yeah, so essentially what we should do is uh, half a year of letting people just let let the miners give them a, give the miners a, ch a chance uh with uh uh with uh with a lot false and then uh and then uh and then after the miners uh if they fail then uh, we give ourselves six months and then uh us after asses so we give them a shot and then if 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 and then we we reevaluate. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's easier this way, right? It's pain, it's it's less painful, and and they would know this time that we have their asses coming after if they decide to not be. Remember, you can be an asshole, not a dick. There you go. That's a chance. 
you can say that you don't like the shit, you can be a, an asshole, blah, 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 but then not activating, well, then we run over you. So, 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 so let's just unpack this a little bit for the freaks. Um, auto updates. Auto updates is an interesting thing from a self sovereignty perspective. Um, if you allow your software to auto update, um, then whoever controls that auto update mechanism can insert whatever code they want, and then you're going to run that code. So they they can just it's a, it's a massive vulnerability. It's a massive centralization risk. Um, and that's why anyone who talks about censorship resistance and free open source software, they talk about the lack of auto updating. You're supposed to verify before you install any kind of update to the point where best Bitcoin practices are kind of like, you know, you run like a couple, a couple uh, versions behind core, unless there's like some kind of like massive remote vulnerability. Um, so, so, so with, with taproot, we have to decide if we are going to run the software that merges this shit. And there are, it's it, in the overarching premise, there's two main types of software. There's software that says if the miners decide they want to run this shit and they say they're running this shit, then we will run this shit. Or you can run software that's just like on this date, we will fucking run this shit. Um, and then the argument is, do we do what do we do? And 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 it seems like consensus is you let the miners decide if they're going to do the 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 signaling. And if they don't, then we all run the software that says we're running this shit on this date. Is it's that a good synopsis? Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it is in their interest, right? I can't see why them not running this would be a good thing. I wasn't around for uh, user activated soft fork. So, like, what did you guys do? Did you did you need to download a fork, or yeah. did you? So, so that's my preferred way of handling uh, Taproot as well. I think we need the Shaolin Fry style move here, which is somebody forks core and adds these rules. The the the, the rule about uh, giving the the, the miners uh, a signaling time and then and we can all we, we make this block base right so block time base so about six months and then and then six months after that or a year after that to do a uh, a UASF so the miners have six months to run the fork no the, the yeah. miners so yeah, essentially yeah so the mine the miners have six months to uh, to start uh, merging or uh, what do you mean, sorry, what do you mean merging? Like what are they accepting merging? essentially accepting taproot transactions? Okay. If they don't, then they're gonna diverge from the network because the network is gonna be running a network that accepts and relays. Wait, that's after 12 months though. Presumably. Yeah, exactly. So sorry, six months after the miners did not do their job. But in in uh but we're the, forcing their hand. Exactly. The happy so what happens day one of the happy path if I'm a wait, no, so 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 wait 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 so there's this weird there's so we're creating a money that is above nation states so there's a lot of shit online and things are getting very it's gonna get way heated like people don't mm -hmm. realize it's gonna get even more heated than it currently is but it is already heated 
It's rough consensus, and, regardless wait, wait, if it's, it's heated rough, or not. Yeah, it's, it's rough consensus, right? So, so in a, in a rough consensus world, what happens is you end up with two you end up with two chains, and you have equal coins on both, and the free market decides if you sell or not, and 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 the price re- re- reconciles based on that, and that's how we ended up in a world where B- Bitcoin Cash is trending to zero. It's going. Yeah, Bcash is going all the way down to zero and it just keeps going down in terms of Bitcoin price because it's the lost side. What? That's when it goes poorly. Right. No, no, no. no, That that is the free market mechanism that Bitcoin upgrades is that if you have a competing fork, Mm -hmm. if you have a competing situation, you know, um, if there were people that were against the idea of Taproot, then you could end up in a situation where you have two different chains. And then when right. you have two different chains, you're going to decide which one's more valuable on the open market. Like okay. people so will sell them be, for each like, other, right? To be very Maybe. blunt and honest, I I'm I kind of find it fascinating because I could see um, conflict around Schnorr, but I don't understand conflict around Taproot. Well, it's Taproot Schnorr, right? No, I, I know, but like nobody. Yeah, I know, but nobody's talking about Schnorr, which is kind of interesting to me because Schnorr is a fundamental change to Bitcoin, right? It's not the curve that Satoshi chose anymore. So it's just it's just interesting to me that like changing the crypto on it, nobody says anything. But Taproot seems to be not contentious. No, no, not, no neither, none, neither of them are contentious. The the problem is so so. So my point was earlier, and I didn't finish my point, was that we don't have auto updates in open source censorship resistant software because that's a vulnerability in itself. Uh, so you want so you want to um, be able to update, and you you want to do it in a way that people have to just like choose to install. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if you don't if you don't, and th- that will always be messy. Like there's never going to be a situation where where that is clean, right? Yep. I, I, my my question is, if I am a miner and it seems like a no-brainer to me, I like this. Uh, what I what do I literally do? You run a client that has the code that does this. So you're going to essentially have a, a client that's going to have two markers. One is going to be say for six months. I, I mean, provided that's the path I just just explained. It's going to have two markers, right? One is going to be a marker for a period in which the the, the miners have to, to do their uh, choice. And if they don't, then it switches to another marker that essentially soft forks uh, into pushing right. this change no matter that, what. That's the problem. So you don't have auto updates. You have no one in control. And then so the devs don't want to be the guys that are like deciding if we update. Right. So instead of the devs deciding, the devs are like, this is where we should update. And then they propose it to the miners, basically. And they just hope that the miners approve that. And then that's pretty decent spread. And everyone's like mostly cool with that. But if you don't update your own software, you can opt out of whatever change happens. Yeah. Well, what's beautiful about Bitcoin, though, is we have this tradition of keeping things backwards compatible. Right. So it's crazy. I, I absolutely it's my favorite thing about Bitcoin. Right. It's literally my so we keep 
open dimes compatible with essentially the first client uh well the first working client um and it's it, no it's why well, it's imp it's fuck, i don't even remember the which number. client is the first working client well it's the well the, that's still working client uh it's 1.3 or 0.8 can't remember now anyways point is it's one addresses it's a very simple and it's with private keys so you can redeem a open dime even with a very old client uh and it's important because it's a not a field upgradable device, right? But what I like about that is the spirit of this is this idea that when you're dealing with money, right? It's you move very slow and you don't break things. And you make sure that whoever does not upgrade or does not do anything, it's he 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 doesn't lose his money just because the whole network upgraded. Right? So you can be saying force Hodo in jail or something for 10 years when you come out that guy in germany that's 60 million dollars there you go um when you come out and you try to redeem your money it works and and just to be clear so th there's this um there's this backwards compatibility but for when you add a new thing like taproot store yep those when you those go on the chain and those get synced to the old, new clients they get synced to the new clients but they also get synced to old clients as no, well they get right? ignored by the old clients so the so the, they don't even propagate them exactly they don't even they don't see them um but they don't it doesn't doesn't but it break, break them exactly it doesn't break them out of consensus that's that's, that's right. the reason it's a soft fork is that even though this weird alien transaction is happening on the same blockchain that you're a part of um and that you don't think is even a real bitcoin transaction because it's got this weird snore stuff that you've never mm -hmm. even heard of all that's happening on your same blockchain and you just ignore it but you're still not out of consensus that's right if it broke the previous ones it would be a hard fork right a soft fork is going forward like and if you time traveled to if you time travel in the past and you just tried to put a taproot transaction on old bitcoin it wouldn't work well it would work but people well you would have to rewrite block history so no it wouldn't work doesn't matter time travel doesn't work a bitcoin not that <laughs> or like literally just yeah, like time today, travel like has never it, worked actually it, if today, I don't know I, about that, but yeah. there's no there's no proof of time travel. We have not had any time travel. If, if today Wait, is I that a remote publish... exploit or not, Matt? <laughs> if Bitcoin, if if time travel existed, Bitcoin would have pumped quicker. No, but you can't, right? Because you're gonna be right. Well, I right? Guess like right. I just assume I assume in a world of time travel, like Bitcoin's full value gets priced in at like one second. Like the second Bitcoin gets conceived, <laughs> it just immediately gets priced in. That's right. right. The, the efficient, market, efficient market hypothesis involves time travel. It, it makes sense, right? I, I disagree, yeah, just with, like I disagree market, with both I disagree with both time travel and the efficient market <laughs> hypothesis, but if if they if one exists, they both exist and it just destroys each other. <laughs> I'm so all I was trying to say is, is if, 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 if literally right now I published a taproot transaction to the Bitcoin blockchain, it, all my peers would just reject it and it wouldn't 
go into the mempool and nothing would ever happen. And after the soft fork, that exact same transa transaction would work, obviously. Sorry, I was looking for a whiskey in my office. I finished my bottle here. <laughs> what do you, what do you, are, are you? No, guys no, I, I was having, I was having grapes and shit. I think this is the longest uh, dispatch episode ever. Well, we finally explained Taproot. Everybody knows what it is now. It took no, a while. I, like, people no, have wait, been no, asking for so we, we long. All, like, no, what no, is Taproot? Realistically, we only talked about activation. We haven't talked about Taproot. So, and, what are you guys uh, drinking? What are you guys drinking? I was I was drinking a, a Pinot Noir. You're so classy. I'm, I am out of water. <laughs> You're out of water. Wow. Um. Wait, the... I'm going to go uh, for a sativa now. I'm drinking a Bozal Mezcal. It's art, artisanal. <sighs> Jelly. Um, it's delicious. I, one, one thing I wanted to let people know, because I literally just found out about this, but BitcoinOps.org. Um, it's like a, it's a newsletter. It's got a lot yeah, of information Optech. on it. Yeah, Bitcoin Optech. Um, and then they also have topics. So like... I mean, I missed this. I didn't notice, but newsletter 133, it says there's going to be a discussion in IRC about um, some revisions to BIP-8 for how to activate Taproot. Yep. Um, but then if you click in the newsletter, if you click on Taproot, there's a, like a topic and it shows every time it's been discussed. And so, I mean, it's, it's real, some real high quality news that I, I was not aware was being put oh, out. Oh, th those guys are like next level with with like documenting things highly recommend uh, uh sign up for the bitcoin optech a newsletter it's really good yeah and i wish i had because i missed that little discussion in in irc i i mean i missed it too i was busy that day and didn't go on it by the way if you go on irc make sure to use vpns <laughs> Oh, why should we use VPNs? I mean, I do. I have nothing to hide. <laughs> oh, Matt, you do. Oh, Matt, you do. Um, no, seriously, because the IRC docks your IP to everyone. To everyone, like, <laughs> like everyone. You just do user info. It's just IP. a trade-off. It was just a trade-off that was chosen along the way. Oh, to be fair, though, back in the day, you couldn't just like get somebody's location out of an ip you had to like go through the actual like um um registrar or or the or the provider so you don't think it should be public what the ip no that i can just like type in an ip address into like where's my ip or whatever and it tells me where the location is yeah you should also just drone it you should just automatically. I should. Yeah, I just, just be able to rent drone. a drone. Yeah, yeah no, so I know. I should be able to just pay with lightning. You know, That's like right. per if hour. You, if you if you type uh, my IP on the CLI, the drone just shows up in your house. <laughs> I like that. GoDaddy could sell like uh, like who droning are, who, services. No, like like uh, we'll we'll uh, re, like drone redirection. Like when people try to drone <laughs> you, <laughs> drone somebody That's else. <laughs> I can totally see them selling this shit. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like, hey, would you like your domain of an extra $5 drone redirection? <laughs> you could get an email with that as a bundle. 
Rodolfo, <laughs> Rodolfo, what do you think is the what's the best iOS IRC client? Um, none. Dude, stop using phones. Phones are not you have like a ton of iOS. You have like you're just all Apple over there. You're like Tim Apple, Tim Apple fan. No, fan I'm a free, so so see, I do things that need to be done in FreeBSD on a VM <laughs> sitting on OSX. So OSX is pleasant. And 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 it's also like legit BSD. The right things are in the right places. Unlike Linux, where everything so what's your what's your favorite thing. iOS? What's your favorite iOS iOS IRC client? I don't use the phone for those things, Matt. This I'm, it's not me. I'm not a, I, this is some person. Stop using the phone. Literally, his name on, on, on YouTube is is some person. This is no. not me. No, no, no. For let me explain to you. Whenever you want to do anything, you use a computer. <laughs> the phone is not meant to so do. So, what's your things. favorite? What's your favorite iOS client? I mean, uh, IRC client. <laughs> oh, IRC on, uh, on uh, like Mac or whatever. OS I, I use uh, what is it? what's the Iris or whatever is the the the, the terminal one. Uh, oh, you use it in terminal. Yeah. You do all your IRC in terminal. Yeah. Wait, in oh, inside of your that. VM or in in just the regular? No, no, no. In the reg, in the regular, uh, uh, in the regular uh, bash session. You, Actually, I use the, do you just do it because it, it just feels hacker man, or like you? No, think no. It's it's, better I use much as well. So my email client is also on the bat. It's also on the CLI. No way. Yeah, you know, I use much. Reading your emails in yes. CLI. Oh my god, you're kidding me! Like, dude, <laughs> once you go much, you never go back. Seriously, no, try, try it. No, 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 no. What do you do in the VM that you can't do or that you don't want to do in your regular terminal then? Uh, anything that I don't want my computer to see. Uh, I, 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 you're you fucking, that, you, you live in the stone age, bro. No, dude, it's the opposite. I'm Mud, snoozing emails oh and God, shit. You you're like, that. you're just like, you Mud, have no idea what's Mud going is on. is a revelation. See, it's like VI, right? You so live, by the way, much in the fucking stone age you don't even know you don't even know i can i can search and tag emails in like a millisecond and delete them i can literally go like like no. just basic little comments oh. oh it's so good if you are a vi like a normal like, human I, I do like them oh if you like them dude much Imagine editing your emails in VI. Oh, like it, it's amazing. And it handles PGP beautifully. I, I mean, obviously it handles. Like so PGP seriously, fantastic. try MUT, M-U-T-T for email. Once you go MUT, I swear to God, like, like, like you, you don't even want to look at your phone anymore for emails. And then, and then you use uh, I-R-S-S-I. Uh, for uh, terminal, just go terminal. Every like any fucking thing that's text only, just use the terminal. Why would you use anything else? The terminal is the best tool ever made for text. I like clicking on things. Yeah, you pass. You press uh, the command. Yeah, like, uh, would, would, am I a pariah? I just like graphical user interfaces. See, how can you be for privacy? <laughs> like, well, how can well, you be for privacy and be telling people to use phones? <laughs> and, 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 and like, 
gooey shit. It's true. Like in like in like Rust, if you want to like build some software with a GUI, you're gonna like recursively end up with like 150 dependencies. Yeah. Whereas if you do like a terminal thing, you might have like recursively maybe yeah. fifty. Cannot, Everything in Rust ends up with a lot of dependencies, but are literally it really cuts it down. Incapable of scamming me over email because on Mutt I can see the fucking headers on my emails and and I can also see like everything like the links are like they look like kind of like a markdown link or something right yeah. Rodolfo <sighs> seriously people stop what? using GUIs okay I agree you're right okay like, <laughs> everyone should just stop using GUI emails um so um I have a freak who reached out he like he he compiled every single entry for this uh giveaway contest he he has them all in chronological order he has it all compiled for me he's he, he deserves he, a cold card yeah, <laughs> can we give him a cold card yeah of course okay cool okay thank you brother rabbit we appreciate wow. you no seriously man that's what a hero that's work yeah no dude what he sent me is insane so so he says the winner is Mark Kex BTC with his guess being $3.68 away at 46505. Oh, so uh, congratulations to Mark Kex. Uh, listen, you send me the list of I all I need is what price which email. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll I'll figure that that shit out for you, but 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 props to Brother Rabbit for just like putting that all oh, together. Oh, that's amazing. That's what I was, was kind of hoping for that. If so. Brother Rabbit or whatever is turns out to be Mark Kex or whatever. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, I'll send him one of my cold cards. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. A true oh, Mark Rex. There he is. Mark Rex BTC. Cheers. The guy just scored two prizes by saying who won was himself. No, no, because Mark Rex actually telegrammed me separately for whatever it's worth. Wait, did you check that on the terminal? Yeah, I, I only <laughs> I only use Telegram on terminal because I'm like a fucking caveman and I don't want to <laughs> have any beautiful interfaces whatsoever. Well, you says you the guy who uses Android. Android is like caveman OS. Are you kidding me? It's a Google disgusting thing. I mean, people should use graphene. <laughs> That's even worse. Why is that worse? <laughs> it's probably broken, man. Why is it broken? Nothing fucking works on it. Especially yeah, touch. See, if there is one thing that Apple does well, is the touch shit. It's like every time I, well. I have a few Android devices, right? It's like I, I, I touch on the phone. I said, the phone doesn't understand my hands. It's like with Apple. It's like it's almost like they know my DNA. Hmm. No, I, miss, I miss those Apple vibes. I get a lot of false like palm touching on my. Right. Ankle. Sad. No, I mean seriously. It's like if you're gonna talk about like UX shit, they they do. I mean, there's some things that are very annoying. Uh, with Apple. Like how they don't let you run software on their computer that they own that is in your pocket. Yeah, I mean, aside from, from a $1,200 fucking phone uh, who's in your pocket and you're not allowed to install software from outside. Um, yeah, 
at least when Jobs was alive, I could feel my like my wants and needs out of the devices were at least there represented. Mm. But now it's just like these guys are just fucking shitting all over it. Oh, there's some yeah. Precursor is gonna fix it. I I don't know what that is. The the um, bunny studio oh, guy. No. So oh that's a cool project and all, but like people don't it's understand. Like a palm, it's like a palm pilot in hardware power. People don't understand that's like what it takes to do a real phone that can do real things is a big fucking deal. And unless Broadcon is willing to bestow their chips and patents on you, uh, it's not gonna happen. So we got to end intellectual property. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm completely against that shit. Yeah, no, I'm completely against that shit. <laughs> I'm 100% against it, but like, but again, it's like this is the world we live in, right? Like, even if Bitcoin wins, it's still going to take quite some time for this shit to change. It's not like just a lot of inertia in these things, right? And and it's complex shit too. This is not like a dude sitting in a room coming up with stuff. Like, this is like some legit advancements too. It's not like full-on patent trolling, even though Broadcon behaves that way. So much so that even Raspberry Pi uses a Broadcon uh, MCU. Really? Yeah. Like, Raspberry Pi is a closed box. I don't know why people keep on saying it's like open source and shit. No, no, no. I mean, it's cheap. It's a fucking blob. But it's cheap, and we can just use it cheaply. Yeah, but you're using stuff that... (laughs) 100 percent owned it's probably yeah it's probably 100 percent owned yeah i mean it, it, you have to have a like luke a, thinks it luke dash jr thinks it's 100 percent owned and it's also a garbage computer like jesus christ no it's good for the price it's listen, cheap as fuck it's, it's like cheap. 60 bucks yeah but then you end up having to need five of them so just buy a 500 no, you can get like one with eight gigs of ram for like 70 dollars like that's good it's like a good deal i think it's a good deal you, yeah. you slap an ssd in there i'm a fucking hater of it's kind of it, it it does it opens computing in that that it makes it more accessible and i appreciate that and I, I think it's cool that like people are forced to like build it a little bit no know, i so get it like, they feel if you're like in africa or something sure yeah, by risky. All means, right? Let's go. if you're in north america stop drinking lattes and fucking buy a better computer <laughs> i agree i agree <laughs> i i i very much on board where like i don't want the slowest thing in the world to be my Bitcoin node. So yeah. I'm going to buy like one of those like tiny little enterprise like yeah. mini computers. Now you see and like the wife and like the, the network card is, I don't know. There's something weird with it. It like drops off the network. I have to reboot it. I can't figure it out. All right. So if you, want pro shit, if you want pro shit, standard tech, but pro stuff, go to uh, logic supplies. It's a uh, logic. Yeah. Logic supplies. Uh, dot com or whatever um they have really nice uh solid state computers because you know fuck fans mm. right and fuck spinning discs uh so uh you buy one of their little uh micro ati whatever the fuck it is nowadays 
you know, with like a decent sized drive and whatever. But their computers are like really high quality um, Intel boards and stuff made for 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 industry, right? They're they're not like home shit. Um, I I think I have one I think running downstairs for like literally ten years, just fine. Actually, I have a Mac Pro downstairs running for twenty. <laughs> like, so this is the thing about Apple, right? Like, I have a computer running for twenty fucking years. I got EMC, EMMC, and these ones. Because these are the cheap ones. Yeah, they, they sell from all. Like they have all price points. I think it starts at around like three hundred bucks hmm. for something like usable. I think they changed their name. It's onlogic.com, by the way. Oh, for people are looking. It's all pretty marketing now. Um, but anyways, and you know, and they have like decent extrusion aluminum like cases for the boards and all that stuff. Uh, and then you can you choose by industry, right? Like what kind of industrial gradeness you want for the stuff. Anyways, it's nice stuff. Um, and it's like fair price for what it is. And Dope. It's a Raspberry Pi. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think people should run lots of hardware. They should have, that should be just, I mean, that's my addiction, right? Like I just buy lots of hardware. Just run it. Um, so new uh category on this show is Bitcoin designed to pump forever. I need to have you on record. Um, do you agree or disagree? Uh, we'll start with you, Paul. Yes. No, this has got number go go up technology. Patent yes, Bitcoin is designed to pump forever. You're on the record. Yes. 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 Okay. Rodolfo, what do you think? What do you say? It's been a little while that I've been saying this. Bitcoin is binary. Okay. It's either zero. I used to say moon, but now I say Mars. It's like there is no middle ground with a deflationary system like this. It's like if Bitcoin ever stagnates, there's going to be something else better. They'll eat its lunch. So it's like Bitcoin either pumps forever or goes to zero. It is kind of like it, that sometimes it makes me feel like weirdly like reverse psychology bad because I'm like, well, what are the odds that I get to have the, the greatest future and the world is wonderful because Bitcoin wins? Like nothing ever turns out so well. So it must be zero. <laughs> <laughs> that's, listen, you know? that's, uh, that's been a, a fairly reasonable way of looking at Bitcoin for the last 12 years. Um it's nothing is a given, right? But but like, I, I'm a big believer. It's always been that like Bitcoin is either zero or moon. Like, there's no middle ground in this shit. There really isn't. You know, you look on the rear view mirror. Even shit technologies are like catching up, right? Like Ethereum. They're still we can still see them. Uh, looking back, so. Uh, you gotta keep on innovating and uh, and making it secure. There, there really is no, there's no end to this shit. You don't think? Uh, I mean, Ethereum's a joke. Right? Yeah, but but you know what? It's a joke of good marketing, man. And good marketing goes a long way. 
I'm always amazed at how many of these shit coin like no, no, nobody seems to be getting like Bitcoin has such wonderful security because of all the ASICs working so hard and nobody ever seems to, to attack anybody with with proof of work like mining attacks oh god sorry i just accidentally opened twitter and of course jw weatherman fudman mm -hmm. is of course he's the really fucking saying shit about this stuff ah uh, this dude has way too much time in his hands my web browser is frozen i feel like that's kind of like a it's a sign i think it's a sign <laughs> Um, I mean, Wait. I NVK confirmed the shitcoiner, uh, Mr. Bitcoiner, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, Yo, he's a huge fan of yours, he's been hey, super pro. I love him, but he called me shitcoiner, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> Is he be a dick or an asshole? Yeah, no, I we're we're aware. No, 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 that's an asshole. See, that's a classic asshole move. <laughs> See, if you went on Twitter and wrote a post and then tried to get some like people to fucking like write articles about how Rodolfo was a chick on her, they'll be a dick. Mm. That's crossing the line. Semantic. Um, so, yeah. So we, we all agree that Bitcoin's designed to pump forever. Yes. Um, we all agree that Dan Nathan is short Bitcoin. He's about to get wrecked. Um, I think we all agree that we're going to hit 50K by next Tuesday. Likely. Um, what? Likely. We, we're going to hit we're going to hit 50K by next Tuesday, right? I, I don't know. It could be less. It could be more. OK, I mean, I, I think we hit it by RHR on Thursday. Um. No, I know, but then I think they'll be like. So we did the price predictions. Right. You were like a little bit too bare. How about hyperwave? Do you guys have opinions on hyperwave? Do we think like uh, we're gonna hit the fifteen hundred dollar target of uh, hyperwave, or have we passed what, that point? I, I have no. What are you even talking about? Rodolfo knows what I'm talking about. Nope. Hyperwave I, was uh, was Tone Vase's. Uh, oh. No, I, I don't listen to traders. It had a, like a fifteen hundred dollar bottom in March. I, 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 don't, I don't listen to traders. What's oh, in, in about seven months? It was seven months ago. We were gonna hit fifteen hundred, and then we didn't. Instead, we're up here. Oh wait, somebody's talking about risk V here. Segway. Yeah. Do you have an opinion on risk V? Yeah. So it's cool, but it's unlikely to take off. Why? Uh, because so FPGAs are expensive. That's essentially, that's one of the main problems. And then the second problem is kind of related to being expensive is that most manufacturers don't want to add expensive like parts to their things because then the product is expensive. So yes, there is a chance that goes somewhere, but it's unlikely just because well, of the cost. It doesn't have to be an FPGA though. Yeah, RISC-V, RISC-V does, like kind of. Yeah, it's it's a... It's an FPGA solution, isn't it? No, 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 no. Like people, so it's an open source right. chip design and you could 
you put, could like, burn, okay, pre- I guess precursor is is putting it in um uh an FPGA as they're kind of like some hyper paranoid setup. Yeah, you, you but, could make a die, but the problem is most uh most entities don't have the means to make a die. Right. And when you I make think, a die, you have to pay licensing to all the designs you use on your die. That may you may not agree or you may not agree that they were something that you took from other people, but the the fabs won't do your die unless all the stuff is squared out. Well, well, isn't the whole point of well, I do know there is this aspect with this five. Well, the fundamental design of it is open source. So like the arm license is open source. All the stuff that you might do on top of that and a lot of the features that you might actually want in a chip, a lot of those are licensed from exactly. building on top of those. Yeah, it's uh, not simple harder, man, especially when you're making I, chips. I think, uh, but there is something that's kind of really bullish about it. Like just like, it's very cost effective for like the companies that are like involved in it. Like it's like for like a microcontroller for like a hard drive, kind of like, like some, some chip that you're going to make millions of that's very tiny, very simple. And now you can make it without paying arm any money. But you don't Um, because arm is not involved in most of the tiny stuff. So like, like the great majority of the small little microcontrollers have nothing to do with arm or any really thing like that is they're just they're just like so there's been a lot of consolidation between the big microchip makers right so microchip and stm and uh like those guys make all the little things very cost effective like it's super cost effective um the the biggest it's kind of funny but like the biggest cost on simple stuff is often like the plastic and the packaging <laughs> it's not the chips that that's the people don't seem to understand where the cost is in this stuff now w- when you get into devices that are more complex then you normally the biggest cost would be your your MCU right but still it's not necessarily the biggest cost on a device um, well, it's not the biggest cost, but if you can save, I mean, I just know Western Digital has been really big into this this whole time. It might be because they bump into some patent that they can't get around. Um, but I, I wouldn't believe because see, let me put it this way: for all the the licensing bullshit you might deal with with ARM, you get a lot as well, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff already developed for it. You don't have to do it again. So it, it, it's not like uh, black and white with the hardware stuff the, and the calculations for like where do you want to save cost and where is not worth saving cost. It's not as obvious as people think it is. Um, listen, I, I, I think it's really cool. I, I'm always like very skeptical when there is open source hardware or even if it's closed source to new entrants in the hardware space. There's... It's a market that's extremely cost optimized already. Just just for like a uh, an interesting uh, uh, um, anecdote here, 
essentially most of the hardware makers, the, the chip makers announced that for 2021, there is a 5% increase in, in, uh, in, in costs they're passing to the consumers across the board everywhere because of COVID bullshit. So I don't know. It's like, so for example, now car manufacturers uh, right now cannot ship cars because the chip makers are backlogged. <laughs> it it's a weird market, man. That there is there Wait, is so can we just talk about that for a second? Like I was thinking the other day, like privacy car, like a car that 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 like like I love my lady and I would never cheat on her, but like if I were were to cheat on her and like I wanted a, a, a car that like didn't completely dox my privacy everywhere I went. Like you have to buy a 15 year old car, right? Yeah, 100. percent No, but <laughs> like, well, like, wait, wait, is wait, that wait. crazy though? Like, no, we, is there going to be a manufacturer that like offers us like a private car, so like I can have a car I can drive places where I don't have it like completely so exposed be to the world? Before uh, we started hitting record, I was talking to Paul about uh, the like I have an affinity to. Uh, to mechanical devices that are dumb as possible. So my car, I chose a car that has the least amount of beeps and the least amount of computing as possible. Uh, it's a new car, but still, like the the car doesn't have a smart anything and is not connected to any GPS anything really that can transmit. Uh, so you can still make those decisions. That that's still possible. Um, but when I'm talking about chips, is this in general, right? So like your car is full of them, right? Like it drives the EBS system, it drives everything. Like everything in the car is electronic, right? Um, and thankfully, they use a lot of like sort of very closed loop, uh, like simple systems that so they keep the complexity down just for their own sake too, right? And uh, all those chips uh, have to be made by somebody, and right now it's all backlogged. It's uh, sorry. I I um I dropped my browser, crashed my whole computer because I'm not running Mac OS. I'm running running an inferior Linux. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, wait. Backlog. You were talking about like the actual fabs? Oh yeah. So, like, so so yeah. Everybody's backlogged. Like I mean, microchip so, literally just recommissioned one of their factories to to to, to try to meet demand. This is pre-COVID demand on chips like you cannot like I, this the makers of chips their goal is to drive price down contrary to what people think right so like they are trying to to drive price down uh so that more shit gets made it's not like some evil empire even though they kind of act that way in some way or another but um they're the they can't make enough. Like there is not enough fabs. There is not enough anything to make to meet demand right now. So, so like, I I, I missed um, just to go back a little bit to Risk Five. Like I missed I missed a, a lot of what you said because I was rebooting my computer. But but there is this aspect of like ARM is going to provide you a lot of tools, and yes, you can make a chip very cheaply, and and like you said, there's this bottleneck here with a fab anyways, but um, an FPGA maybe is like $4. You know, you're not going to put that in a mass-produced um, 
um, device. But if you're in college and you're learning how to make chips, you're probably going to learn how to make a Risk Five because it's open source. You can put it on FPGA. You're like completely unencumbered, like IP wise. I don't know. The, the the manufacturers of chips love like filling the universities with stuff. So like it's very possible the university is gonna get all the free SDK and dev boards from STI, STM, and and uh and microchip for their stuff for free. Mm -hmm. And and, it, and it's and it's open, like it's not like closed in the way that people think it is closed, right? Like you can do whatever you want to it. It's just that, like, you know, you can't copy the die. But as a student in those positions, you're not going to be able to copy the die anyways. <laughs> like, you know, all the specs are open. And, and like, it, it, anyways, it's it's just it's not as close as people think it is. Hmm. Like, with secure Did most things are under NDA. Mm -hmm. it, there's no... Wait. it's like you get everything oh I, I i meant to ask you now that we're in the four hours um the, <laughs> could you could you imagine like a cold card that is like a little decomposed like where you had a device that is like only the secure like the, the simplest possible thing and then it interfaces over like an aux jack or something like that so with a, a more computery part we it's been on our to-do list to make a unfolded cold card board. What that means is like a, essentially a cold card dev board. Mm -hmm. that in a case, right? So then you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Because cold card is already is like that. So unlike all the other hardware wallets, you can load your own firmware on cold card and sign it. You don't have right. to use our firmware. Um, so... So we wanted to make a dev board for it. It's just, you know, it's, it's like one more project, right? Uh, so we just haven't had the, like, time, really, to do it. But but the, the schematics are out there. Yeah, I just, I just like, I like the idea of, um, and, like, there's some people in, like, the embedded world kind of playing around with this. of so just, like, computers that are kind of decomposed a little bit into, like, different parts that are kind of plug and playable so you don't have to like press kind of a, a monolith and yeah. you can kind of like swap in little parts that are all kind of checking on each other or something so code card there's only two parts there is the sc and the mcu there's nothing else i mean okay mm -hmm. there is some flash memory but that's that that's all so like you can't really swap anything right like it's just too simple to bear uh, if you want to play with that, then then check out the Spectre DIY. You you can you can s sort of Lego your way to your heart's desire. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just yeah. I mean, like I'm a big fan of the idea of simple devices for security. So like, it's like the design of making it so bare is on purpose. Like you wouldn't want to add complexity just to make it so it is Legoable. Yeah, exactly. Don't want to do that. Because, like, <clears throat> we already have an, an MCU that's essentially open, right? Uh, and then the SE that we use is fixed function. That means that you cannot really program it. There is no program. It's all in the silicon. Uh, all you can do is give it 
some settings uh and and so like ledger is right in calling it not an se it's actually just a secure memory chip in a way right it's just it's very hard to define it let's put it this way because it's in between a secure memory and a secure chip it's just it doesn't really doesn't let you run any software on it which is amazing it's just a dumb memory device that has some secure element capabilities so what we wait, when be, yeah when is the private key like when is the baby formed <laughs> when, right when when is the private key um because the private key is never in the actual device memory right yes it is so um and and that's part of the design like a uh, trade-off right so we store we we encrypt the private key with a key from the MCU into the SC, right? When it's off, if you break into the SC, you're gonna find an encrypted seed. Mm. It's encrypted. You you can't like it doesn't matter. Great, you took it off. It's a it's a it's a blob, right? You'd have to break the the MCU as well to get the secret to decrypt the the seed. So you have to break both. Now, when you spin it up, when you turn it on, it decrypts it decrypts the the seed, right? So that the MCU can sign stuff because the MCU uses open source libraries to do all the crypto stuff. Uh, so it is so okay. So you use uh, that makes sense. So right? you, so you, you get you, you get a real private key into your memory so that you can use open source software and yep. feed it that private key. Yep. So you don't have like a black box set up. No, there's no black box. Um, Matt's just been shit posting in the bottom left-hand <laughs> corner of the screen this whole time. I have been. Yes, I have been. Um, I just want to say thank you to all the freaks who have joined us uh, tonight. Um, this has been pretty extraordinary. This is uh, the longest episode in Tales from the Crypt history. Do we still I have think... people live there? What? And we still have people live here, yes. We have still we still have the true freaks are here live with us um, four hours later. You um, freaks are fucking heroes, man, to hear. Yeah, it's impressive. Shit, fucking it's fucking impressive. Um, and I appreciate both you guys for joining us. I think you're going to join us many more times in the future um this is just the beginning and uh, do you have any you have any final words the block clock meeting is no longer back ordered paul uh, pump the corn <laughs> we love you all we thank you i'm grateful for every single fucking one of you together we will go to the moon cheers awesome Ayo hey, Street, the country boys is back. It's six o'clock. It's time to have a good day. I got up this morning and I said I'm gonna do something for the United States of America. So I got Nappy Roots in here. I got Big Al 360 in here. This is Greg Street certified. And today, 
Yeah, you gonna see another street boy playing piano. Love you, freaks. Stay humble. Stack sets.